listening to Zap Night, a video game review podcast. Join your hosts as we review video games from all systems and all genres. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Zap Night. I'm your host, Danny. And I'm your co-host, Kaylee. Today we are on episode 103, and we are finally talking about Final Fantasy 16. Um, now, first off, <laughs> I, I have to apologize. One... We missed the the yeah. po- we missed the podcast for June um, Zap Chats, so I'm sorry. But also, August first has come and gone. You mean July? Uh, July? Yeah. Oh. We we made Junes. We didn't make July. Oh yeah, you're right. J- but I think July was it July's podcast that we did. Oh Ye- crap! I'm gonna have to look now. I'm angry at myself for not looking at this ahead of time. I'm pretty sure July's was Beat Saber. I don't know. Yeah, because this was uh, 16 was supposed to come out in August. Yeah, yeah. So it it is now August 13th. Right. We still haven't done Zap Chats for this month. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. The, this is coming out instead of Zap Chats. Um, we probably won't do Zap Chats this this month. Um, we've been busy. Yeah, we've been busy playing 15. Really, 16. I mean, 16. Are you okay? No, I'm not. <laughs> We've been busy playing 16. I honestly have been doing that this whole game, wanting to call it 15 for some oh, reason. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I think I would have rather have played 15, I think. <laughs> okay, so um, the beginning of this, when the trailers and stuff was first coming out, we were not interested in playing this game at all. Yeah, it was really bad. I have to say, like... And we kind of talked about this on the last Zap Chats or whatever, where we kind of talked about the game. I think it was the last um, podcast episode where we put a little blurb in there. Anyway, oh, yeah. um, I I did enjoy this game more than I thought I absolutely. was going to. I did go into it with a really low bar. Yeah, so like I liked it yeah. more than that low bar. I wrote that same thing in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I had low expectations, so the low bar was set very low. Right. Ex- exactly. Yes. Um, <laughs> but you know, it did it it did bring it up to a good level, but um, you know, it, it has some downfalls and we'll talk we about have it. Some thoughts. Um so Final Fantasy 16 was developed by Square Enix Creative Business Unit 3. They did Final Fantasy 14. Um, I don't know what else they've done, but I know that they've done Final Fantasy 14. That's like their big uh, achievement yeah. is 14. Um, uh, it was released on the PlayStation 5 exclusively uh, in June of 2023. I put 2022. It's 2023. <laughs> um it's exclusive for now. It'll probably be released on Steam eventually, uh, but probably not for another year or so. I think PlayStation has some sort of like deal with Square Enix that they can only release stuff on PlayStation for the first like so many oh. days or whatever. So yeah, it'll probably be on PS5 for quite some time. Um, so this podcast episode is a little bit different. We're, we're changing it up. We, the story, telling the story has been such a problem (laughs) and it's, it doesn't really have anything to do with like not wanting to have the story on the podcast. It's mostly like everything about we're lazy, like writing the story (laughs) is a pain in the butt and then like delivering it in some sort of 
capacity. Yeah. yeah, some sort of like good presentation is so, so well, difficult. We get sidetracked sometimes. Yeah, and do. then we start talking about story when we need to wait <laughs> for right, the story segment. Right. And it's long. It is. It makes the podcast like over you know yeah. two three well, hours yeah, long we were looking at we were looking at what our longest one was and there was, wasn't there one that like breached three hours yeah, I mean, yeah. that's a long podcast i think three hours and 20 minutes was the longest and, podcast and I've that's done. what you've uploaded that's not including how long it took us to stop and cough and right cut yeah out some of those and i go through and, and i have to edit all that and it it's a pain but like i've been doing it this long and but but when we sit down to do the podcast. That's like the bane of our existence for doing these podcast episodes. Yeah. It's like, I just want to get to the review. I just want to get right. to my opinions. I don't want to sit and tell you the story of the game for two hours and then spend an hour telling you how, how I feel about the game. So let's just get right into the game and what we think about it. Um, Kaylee was so kind as to write a little blurb about the game story to what give we're you... talking about, get an idea. Yeah, yeah, to give you some context. If you First off, if you haven't played the game, um, don't... There's going to be spoilers we're, yeah. all over the place, yeah. Spoiler warning to the highest degree. Uh, that's kind of usual for our podcast episodes. We go into details of endgame content and everything to do with the game. So if you haven't played the game and you want to play the game and you don't want to be spoiled, don't listen to this podcast episode. And uh, you can listen to Final Fantasy XII's uh, podcast episode. We we finished 1, one through 12, 12 <laughs> uh, and 15, and now 16. Yeah. So we have, we're, we're closing the gap. Know, we only have a couple there. more. I know. Wow. I'm actually really excited to start 13. Anyway. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Kaylee wrote up a little blurb about the, the game story, uh, so she's gonna do that, yeah. and then we'll, we'll go into our thoughts. So Final Fantasy XVI is a tragic story of loss, destruction, and betrayal, where bears, users of magic without the aid of the crystals that are harvested from the five main mother crystals, are sold into bondage and servitude. They're treated as slaves as they're worked to death, and as the crystals curse, petrifies their bodies slowly to stone. And after a harsh battle at Phoenix Gate and the death of his younger brother, jo uh, Joshua, Clive joins forces with an outlaw named Sid, who strives for a greater future where any man, even a bear, can live and die by their own terms. Their search for equality brings them to take down and destroy each mother crystal to which each nation resides, and unearths the mystery behind the blight that threatens the land as it slowly spreads across the continents, as well as the mystery behind the being... Uh, excuse me, the godlike being Ultima, who wants to eradicate the world and its creation for its perfect paradise. Beautifully said. Yay! Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it, it really is a story about dominance and servants. Like, on multiple levels. Yeah. I mean, you have, you have the dominance of the icons, the icons and and how they are enslaving people for their, you know, to be able to wield their power. But then you have the, like, bearers and how they're treated as, like, lesser people because they can produce magic, magic which I thought was well, you a know they, weird twist. Did you do the side quest? I've done all the side quests, well, yeah. yes. <laughs> Where at some point in one of the side quests it says that it was the other way around. But because they had too much power, they flipped the tables and now the bearers are the ones that are, hmm. I mean, they're worked to death. So right. yeah, because yeah, otherwise they are able to use the crystals from the mother crystal because they're harvesting them. Right. But yeah. The, the normal humans can use the crystals where like 
the bearers don't have to yeah. use a crystal to produce magic. But it seems like that they're kind of limited to one specific yeah. uh, ability. So like water or lightning or fire and so on. Um, but yeah, so there's that where the, the, the bearers are seen as like lesser people and enslaved. Uh, but then you have this like overall story arc with Ultima and how Ultima is this godlike being who is trying to enslave the people and, you know, essentially yeah. wanting to enslave Clive and strip humans from their free will. Um, it, it just kind of all plays together as this, like, you know, can't we all just get along? Yeah. <laughs> like, really? Yeah. Can't we all just get along sort of thing? And that's that's really what takes this whole plot into um, existence, really, is that Clive and the people that he finds along the way want to have equality for everyone. Everyone should be able to choose how they live and how they die. Right. And that's that's really what what yeah. the goals are here. Um, so what, what did you think about the story, Kaylee? Um. <laughs> you want to talk about the ending? Yeah, I think that's kind of important because it kind of broke the game for me, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. So uh, the, the game was broken long before that for me, but. So in the ending, you fight Ultima and I mean, I, I will just break right into it. Joshua dies. Right. Supposedly. And. Clive dies, supposedly. And you go through your end credits, <clears throat> and there is this end scene where these two little boys are playing with their dog. They look very similar to your, you know, Joshua and Clive. The, uh, a little bit, yeah. Um, and they're playing, I guess, Final Fantasy. I, well, the first thing I thought was us yeah, when we were just, playing Final Fantasy yes. X before Final Fantasy X yes. came out. Oh my god! In our gosh. backyard. Yes, yeah. it was fantastic. They're calling their little dog Bahamut, and I just thought that was so cute. Um, and I, I there's like a, this little snippet where you could tell they were reading a book called Final Fantasy, and it was jo written by Joshua Rossfield, which is the other mm -hmm. kind of main character. And that's it. You don't actually know for sure if they've left it very open ended. Mm, kind of. I think there's enough information to say that Joshua survived. Okay, but so if you do all the side quests, which it, you get more story if you read the mm -hmm. side quests, they talk with uh, Hippocrates, and he talks about how uh, he... he I, I, I was reading up on this. So, like, some people kind of feel like that uh, Clive survives because he takes on many names throughout the game, like, you know, Sid, for example, because Sid... Yeah, is it's so his, maybe he took on Joshua's name and instead. Hippocrates, one of the side quests, he gives you a quill and he tells you maybe one day you'll put down your sword and pick up your quill. And that was some of the stuff that other people were bringing up. It shows him at the end, he kind of like tries to heal Joshua because his body is very sick even when he was a child in this game and clear up until he dies. And so it shows him healing Joshua, but Joshua. He heals Joshua, and then the whole place collapses, and Clive washes up on the shore. Mm -hmm. So some people think that Clive survives and uses Joshua's name. Some people think that Joshua does survive. They leave it kind of open-ended to do. me. They do. Yeah, they do. And I hated that. <laughs> I hated it. I did not like that they didn't give um, Jill enough... 
of it's like they tried to make her important they didn't give her enough closure no they gave her no in fact they there was a lot of things that didn't get closure like uh, excuse me mid never achieves the airship so unless it's going to be dlc (laughs) you know that that never got solved they don't really I, i guess it's assumed that the blight stops but they don't say it and they don't ever show it being fine and we know that now that they there is no magic because of the end scene and it's heavily implied. But like, well, I mean, same same for the blight though. I mean, it explicitly says in the game when you look up the mother crystals, it explicitly says that the blight is derived from the mother crystals yeah. sucking ether out of the world. So without any mother crystals, literally none, the blight should retreat and the world yeah. has a chance to heal. And I think that that's what the end credit shows. It shows, like, this house with overgrown nature. And it shows, you know, these kids who are living off the land and, you know... Able to able to strive, even though you know obviously the world didn't end, so the blight must have either stopped or they're living somewhere else, you know. So like, I really feel like, but if Clive had survived, which I guess they didn't necessarily say in anything, but m- my thought process is if Clive survived. He would have went back to the hideout. Like, absolutely, 100% he would have went back to the hideout. He wouldn't have needed to use a different pen name. Like, I don't see why well, he would... Why would he use Joshua as a pen name? Because why Why did he go by Sid's pen... Or Sid's name? Because Sid had a reputation to uphold. I Sid's name was already out there as this outlaw. But, I, but on the other hand, if he wants to do something in remembrance of Joshua... Mm, I mean, I at like the same that's time, you could say that they both survived, and Joshua did write the book. Because Fair. I'm sorry, he washed Bashore, and first of all, also the the crystals are gone. Should his hand really have turned to stone? Yes. Uh, I none of the. Oh, well, I guess he's I, he's a bearer. I suppose, but like it, when the crystals are gone, like it turns to stone in that cutscene, doesn't it? Or is it already stone? Because uh, I thought it, it turns to cone. Uh, yeah, in but that. But the cut crystals scene. are gone by that point. The crystals have nothing to do with the bearers. I I just assumed that it was he'd used all the magic. Cause well, if there's no magic to use, why? I thought it turned to stone in the cutscene. I'm sorry. It did. No, you're right. It did. Okay, but he couldn't use the magic when he was doing it. So why would it have turned to? Because the crystals are gone, he can't use. He use they don't they use the crystal? They draw off the crystals, no? No, they draw off themselves. They are bearers. They don't. They don't. The only people who use crystals are the humans. The bearers have. No, no they I use thought the that ether. They, I thought I see. They use saying. the ether within themselves, and when their ether, their internal ether dries up, then they turn to stone. I suppose. And so that's why all these people are like the the enslaved bearers are are dying because they're petrifying from using the ether yeah. within their body, and that's what the end scene shows with Clive is that. You know, Clive is laying on the beach. He he tries to cast a, a small fire magic spell and can't, and I his see. hand petrifies. And I mean, it, it it throughout the game, it kind of implies that that petrification takes a long time. So like, well, he was using all sorts of magic. Oh yeah, for sure. Battle. I mean, yeah, it, it very well could be that in that last ditch effort yeah. to save the world that, you know, that his hand I guess petrifying it, was just a small I guess strong. still if it's just his hand that's petrified, I don't understand why he couldn't have survived. 
Yeah. And again, it doesn't explicitly say. I felt like it was heavily implied because, especially because you see Jill and Torgal kind of like mourning. I guess. Yeah, Jill watches that like wishing star fade away, and that is supposed to signify to Jill that Clive has passed away. And that that cutscene happens right after Clive's hand. Yeah hardens so like it it heavily implies that clive passed away and with clive having taken on joshua's icon abilities at the end of the game then uses those icon abilities to try and heal joshua it does make some sense that joshua could have recovered and survived how would he have survived when the whole thing that the the crystal that they were on or in was falling the same same way that just washed Clive, up on shore. Yeah, same I way suppose. that Clive survived. He just washed up on shore. I, I just, I kind of felt like that it was because, like, I feel like when sometimes they leave things open ended, it, I don't know, it, it just didn't feel that way. It felt more like they were forcefully saying that they died, and it, it just, I felt like there was really no good closure of your game that you follow these characters with. Yeah. And I hated that. Yeah. And it's, I understand it doesn't always need to be a happy ending, but there was a lot of stuff that I didn't feel like there was given closure. Um, and also, I was a little disappointed that at no point there was a use of reviving for Phoenix. Yeah, which I thought was weird, yeah. And I kind of wondered if it was supposed to be like that's how the phoenix survived phoenix gate they never talk about it though how did joshua survive phoenix gate they never talk about it not once now you cannot tell me that they never talk about what what would have been a beautiful way to end that instead of the way that they did it was because clive carries that that feather with him yeah it would have been great if he just used that feather and held it over joshua and Even if Joshua didn't wake up, it's heavily, even more implied that Joshua survives with the Phoenix down. You know what I mean? Agreed. Um, also, this is, this is just silly. Um, Clive and Jill's relationship develops over time. And it's implied that they have feelings, even as children, which is fine. They reunite, what, 13 years later? And there's this, like, I don't want to say sexual tension, but there's, like, this, like, they have They have a few moments where right. they... Okay, so there's a, there's that point, but before before Sid dies, there's that, where the, you have that exchange. And then Sid dies, and five years passes, because, like, the hideaway is destroyed. Mm-hmm. You cannot tell me, within five years, they didn't sit down and be like, maybe we could try and make this work. <laughs> They Clive wait was five just, years? Clive was so busy in those five years. No, Clive was so busy in those five years that the game had to just skip what was going on. <laughs> like, Jill and everyone was just like, I, well, Clive needs to do his thing, I guess. <laughs> I thought it was funny, too. One of the side quests at the end is you take Jill to a flower, a flower field and... Mm-hmm. And one of the things they talk about was, like, they were like, I kind of feel like that Jill feels like, she, I don't know if it was like, so she felt like a burden or that she wasn't needed or something. And I kind of felt like that they were trying to be like, Jill's still really important. She needs a little bit more screen time. But she so was not important the way they portrayed her through the whole game. Well, I think that the caveat with that specific side quest was that 
before before that side quest, Jill gives Clive her oh, yeah, the magic. Little... Oh yeah. And so theoretically in the rules that the game has given us, then she's no longer able to use any ice magic outside of potentially transforming into her icon. Um so with, she can with, though. You battle with her. I know. I think that that's just uh, <laughs> so dumb. We, we don't talk about that. Yeah, okay, right. <laughs> I think me. I think that in the lore of the game, Jill gives Clive her icon abilities, so she can no longer use magic. Because she can no longer use magic, she isn't quite as well equipped in battle as say. Joshua or Gav yeah. even or which Gav is stupid too because they go into ether floods with Gav and like Gav isn't a bearer he's not he's just a <laughs> dude like he's gonna die in the ether yeah. flood but <laughs> in any fine. case I think that that that's where they were coming from was that Jill because she doesn't have her icon abilities I she suppose. she feels more useless now so this was his way of saying you know I, I still just, need you and she you know. was so important for the first half of the game I just felt like they fell short because they were too focused on just focusing on the brothers which yeah. is fine but like why have such an important I mean they might as well have killed her off with Sid at this point I know yeah. <laughs> which. By the way, they killed off Sid, the most important character. Okay. I'm sorry, is Sid not the main character of the story <laughs> at this point? Okay, so <laughs> that's what broke the game for me. Um, The first, I, I'll say Sid was probably in the first third of the game. And that third of the game, any interaction with Sid was lighthearted. They kind of joked a little bit. They, they talked about serious things, and there were serious moments that were happening, and Sid was a very serious character, yeah. but he was able to make it a, a more lighthearted experience in the overall. And, and like even in the last... The, the, my favorite line of this entire game, Sid's, Sid walks up to the, the, the first Mother Crystal, I think it's Drake's head, walks up to the core and hits it with, the, with his sword. And he goes, ah, we're gonna need we're gonna need a bigger sword. And Clive walks up and he's like, I've got a bigger sword. <laughs> <laughs> and Sid just looks at him and then laughs. He goes, No, I don't mean that. <laughs> I just yeah. I loved I loved yeah. Sid as a character. He he had this he had the sense of humor that the game really the needed. The comedic relief, agree. Not not even just comedic relief, just like overall like lighthearted yeah. spirit. Agreed. And you know, Mid kind of has that too, but she's not as prominent in the later part of the game. Well, yeah, because Sid's already established, respected, and I mean, thoroughly respected throughout the entire game. Right. They carry his name throughout the. It's just. We didn't have him long enough at the very least. You know, if they're going to do it, that's fine. It just wasn't long enough. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that they, they should have made it a big, like, half, maybe a half yeah. section where, like, then the second half is way more serious, moody, and finish out the game. But, like, after Sid dies, the game just, like, got boring. Agreed. Like, genuinely got boring. And, like, all the interactions with Sid were so serious. Or not Sid, Clive. Clive. Were Clive so Sid. serious. And everything about it was so serious. Yeah, they had a few moments where, like... It was lighthearted. They were a little more lighthearted. Yeah. But it wasn't that, like, personality that Sid brought to the game. And so after Sid's death, really, I just didn't like the game after that. 
Like I genuinely, yeah. I, I, the first well, third of the game was fantastic. Sid was great. Clive was great. The way they all interacted was fantastic. The battle system wasn't boring yet. And then like Sid dies and the game just goes to crap. <laughs> I think the only time I felt fully engaged with the game after Sid dies was any time you dealt with Ultima. But to be fair, that's the most Final Fantasy-esque thing about this game is dealing with Ultima and the Mother right. Crystals. Otherwise, you're just going around town to town, which are just carbon copies, it felt like. Everything yeah. was the same. It was dull and gray and just kind of the brown. The cooler parts of that were the different, the like big cities that you kind of walked through a little bit. But I didn't even like doing that. Yeah. Like, it all started looking the same. Like, it's, yeah, it looks really cool at first, but after you've ran through the same big city, just different layout, it's just like, uh, you've, if you've been to one village, you've been to them all. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you really have. I, <sighs> I, so I have a question for you. Yeah. Um, after Sid, when, when Sid fights Garuda, or not Sid, Clive. When yeah. Clive fights Garuda and transforms into Ifrit for the first time, why is he naked? <laughs> I asked you that. I asked you that first. I walked in to the... I, I came to drop my kid off, and I walked in, and I think I was getting ready to leave, and we were talking about it, but we try not to discuss... Yeah, <laughs> we, we've been pretty good about yeah. that. And so we were both equally like a third in, and I finally I turned, I'm like, by the way, why was he naked? <laughs> it took you a minute. You're like, I don't know. I just don't know. Why was he naked? I don't know. I still don't know. I, it makes no sense because like when, when you transform, when, when these characters transform into an icon, they still have their clothes when they transform back in every single scene that they transform back and forth. There's no reason for Sid to have taken him back to the hideaway, stripped the man strip down naked and hang him up but in you the know cellar. What? I'm sorry. More times than not, I have said, why are they naked? <laughs> <laughs> this game should have been called Final Fantasy 16. Why are they naked? Yeah, so the second time that they end up naked is... Um, now, to be fair, this game is rated M for mature. Well, so, no, no. like, okay. Uh, don't forget about Odin. Odin? Odin is naked, too, at one point. What? Or not Odin specifically. His... Uh, um, down, uh, what's his name? Barnabas? Barnabas, yeah. But you see naked Barnabas a few times. I don't well, remember and, and what's her name? Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, they had a few, like, sexy scenes, yeah. but that's... But, yeah, the, the scene you're talking about... Yeah, so <laughs> Barnabas... <laughs> so, all right. I have a very questionable screenshot <laughs> on my phone of this scene, by the way. <laughs> if anyone were to open my phone, I don't even know oh, what crap. to say. I was going to show you Torgo before we started. Anyway, <laughs> so Barnabas, Barnabas slashes the ocean and creates this huge crater in the, in the ocean water. His, Barnabas's ship falls into the water with Jill and Clive on board. Jill and Clive survive just fine and they start walking through this like big crater that like the path that the yeah the sword, sword had taken, and um, all of a sudden the water starts collapsing in. Jill uses her magic to like create an create ice. yeah like she, a, like she like a tunnel or freezes something. a tunnel around them enough for them to like run through. It still is like coming through the tunnel right like, yeah so but I mean they still they still make it yeah. and then they then they make it to Ash which is the other continent. 
And like the next scene, they're just like naked by the fire. <laughs> There's no rhyme or reason to it. You know, and it's not even really like they're being sexy about it at first. Because <laughs> when they first show up naked, they're like back to back, like they're just like drying off. But like they really shouldn't have been wet to begin with. Like that was the only logical explanation I had right, was that yeah. they were drying off. But like, <laughs> well, like it would have even made sense if they had showed their clothes hanging yeah, like to right. dry or something. But they don't. Clothes. They're just naked. And at some point, she turns around and is hugging him. And her hand is awfully close <laughs> to things. And, like, they're trying not to show stuff, so oh, it's just awkward. Let's, let's be honest. Things happen. Things absolutely happen. And, like, at the end, they're showing Torg. I'm like, man sat there and watched the whole Poor freaking Torg. thing. Oh, that's how animals are, though, right? I suppose. It still was like, oh. Yep. <laughs> Yep. Final Fantasy 16, and why are they naked why again? Why are they naked? Uh, yeah, the thing specifically, like, that was whatever, like, I, you can kind of explain it. There's no explanation for why Sid stripped Clive down. And he makes a few comments about Clive, too, by the way. So <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> sus, but okay. Yeah, that was freaking weird. And he was only, he was down there for, like, what, 45 minutes? I know. They stripped him down. Like, you need to go to jail for 45 minutes. You have to be naked for this. And then Sid shows up and he's just like, get dressed. Why are you naked? <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, my gosh. This game. So, um, speaking of Torgal, I'm surprised Torgal survived. To be perfectly honest, when they first showed the puppy, like at the very beginning, I'm like, that dog is going to die. I'm <laughs> they're like, going they're to gonna, break they're gonna, our heart. They're going to kill that dog and I'm going to be heartbroken. <laughs> Speaking of heartbreak, um, I, I can't say that I was all that emotional for this game, but I, I had tears in my eyes. Oh no. When Jill, when the star goes out and Jill freaks out and runs to the balcony and she's like sobbing. I was perfectly fine until Torgal started, started crying. And I'm like, oh, poor dog. I was so sad for Torgal. You know, I did feel really sad because one of the side quests, you go with Torgal to like where him and Clive would yeah, like hide. Yeah, that was a really cute side quest. I got really quest. heartbroken because he, he was taking stuff from Phoenix Gate and bringing it there. Yeah. That was really sad. Yep. Yeah, yep. that was probably the only time I was like, oh. <laughs> Maybe Torgal's the main character. In this Maybe game. I still say it's Sid at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I just this game, man. Yeah. Um. Oh. Also, they were going over. Um. Josh, I think it was Joshua who said. It. I could be wrong. It's it's been a thing. Um. They're talking about all of the icons. Um. And they even mentioned Leviathan. And I remember thinking, I I wasn't sure if. I, I think at the time, I didn't realize that you were going to get Shiva. I just kind of assumed Jill would keep Shiva. I thought we were going to get Leviathan. Yeah, and I think like, a lot of fans wanted Leviathan. Well, we had the boat with Barnabas, so I thought, well, maybe. I bet you that's going to be DLC. Maybe, yeah. Um, yeah, <clears throat> Leviathan is definitely like mentioned as like a lost icon. Um, but the way I understand the icon system to work is that Ultima was the icons. Mm, that's kind of what I was getting the vibe to. Yeah. Was, was, and there were 16 of them. Um, and I think this, again, this is just me kind of 
trying to get bits and pieces out of the yeah. story from what the game has given me and what I've come up with on my own. I haven't looked at any outside sources, so maybe other people mm-hmm. are talking about this too. I don't know. Anyway, um, there's 16 of them, and they all seem to represent different, you know, personalities of Ultima in some way. Like, they're all sleeping, they're all Ultima, but I, I think that because they were on the, um, the Origin Crystal together, I think that those Ultimas mm-hmm. were all... Um, like the passengers of the I see the crystal. Yeah. So they they were the survivors of they just all happened to be the same. I think the only one that was a little different though was Typhoon. Because Typhoon yeah. shows up and he is very similar to Ultima, but he's not he he's very similar to Ultima. Like very, very similar, but not the same yeah, as Ultima. I know what you mean. Um, so, like, that one is definitely a different type of Ultima, but, like, the rest, when you're in the Origin Crystal, all the other Ultimas look like Ultima. Yeah. They just look identical. So, like, I don't really know... I mean, it would explain why he refers to himself in plural most of the time. Right. Well, and, no, the Ultimas thing, that's definitely canon. Yeah. That's definitely in the game. Um, I don't know if the Ultimas represent all the icons because if that's the case then by clive killing ultima that would take out all of the ultimas the only caveat to that would be if this lost icon of um leviathan maybe is a different ultima that went off and is doing its own thing somewhere else interesting um I guess we'll have to wait for that $30 DLC. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do have to say that this game takes place in what they call the twins or the two continents, mm-hmm. um, which one, the main continent that most stuff happens on is storm. And then the other one is ash and it, it's a small world. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's not the entire planet. So with that theory, perhaps there's, there's other yeah. you know continents that they can travel to or something so like i kind of wonder if there's more going on there like maybe a dlc is that you know mid does make her airship I thought and about she that does too. go to another continent and they do find that there's another ultima that's there that and was my only possible thought was that they're going to address that in a dlc which right. if it's just one dlc i'm not happy for dlc don't be wrong but like if it's only just one well, see, i'd be fine with that we've, we've but- talked about about this in the past where like dlc needs to be ex- an extension of the story not filling gaps in the Absolutely. story that are intentionally need to be filled this game definitely did not do that right i think that there is some mysteries out there and that's okay to fill those mysteries with dlc but not these like yeah. time gaps that need to be filled with dlc uh, that 15 did that incorrect yeah that was bad uh where 16 definitely did it it, you know this is a complete story we're not missing anything i mean outside of the some of the mystery aspects of it in before they do a joshua dlc though because i'm willing to bet that that's the thing they considered i'm sure i would like to know though like I, i just can't believe that they did not talk about how he survived. Cause like, I understand like Clive, they up and sold him right away after they found him after Phoenix gate. But like Joshua obviously wasn't it's probably, there. it's probably the undying. 
well, I am, I'm assuming you're right, but, like, they didn't talk about it. Mm-hmm. Like, even if it was just, I found him in the ash, and we, we just took him and left. They don't even talk about well, it. Well, and that... Like, all... The hooded... Cl- Clive... I almost said Cloud. Clive doesn't even... Like, how did you survive? Like, I thought you... I saw you die with my own eyes. Doesn't ever say that. He's just like, oh, Josh was alive. Yeah, I know. Also, they call him at Joshua a different name at the very beginning, don't they? No, I, I don't know. Swore. I, don't, I don't recognize that. Okay. Well, in um, any case. So, there's a couple different mysteries around Joshua, too. Like, there's a figure, a hooded figure, right. that awakens Clive back at Phoenix Gate. There's a hooded figure there that awakens, awaken mythos sort of thing, and awakens Clive as, as Ifrit at Phoenix Gate. And the hooded figure is the same figure that they use later on in the game to show Joshua. So, like, it implies that the hooded figure is Joshua, but, what, like, what, is Joshua a time traveler? So, like, how how is there a hooded figure at Phoenix Gate that is potentially Joshua? Or is that hooded figure, like, Ultima, maybe? But why would they use the same, like, hooded figure for Ultima in that scene and then cut to, you know, the... 13 years later or whatever, and have that same hooded figure to represent Joshua. Like, there's something weird going on with that yeah. that I I thought was strange. I The whole time I had always kind of thought that the hooded figure was Joshua. Right. Even during the Phoenix Gate scene, but it doesn't make sense for the Phoenix Gate scene simply because Joshua's just a child. So, like, who is this? I, I just... Unless maybe maybe that is um, the Undying or something. Maybe the Undying showed up, and I don't I don't know I don't know, man. I have no idea. Do you have any other um, thoughts about the story? <sighs> Probably, but none that I can think of right now. <laughs> What'd you give it for this? Story? I gave it a seven out of ten. Oh wow! I I did enjoy parts of this. I really did. Like, there were times where I sat down, I'm like, yeah, I can't wait to play. There were other times, was like, I don't even want to think about playing. <laughs> and, like, there were days just, like, I can't. Uh, there was days where I sat down, my eyes rolling in the back of my head. I fell asleep several times. I did, too. Mainly side quests. But... Uh, yeah, I just, I felt like there was... I, I felt like that the story was good, but not enough. And I hated how they ended things. I don't feel like there was any kind of relief for the for the player like I, I i understand it can't always be all happy endings but i didn't feel like there was really much of any kind of happy ending in it um other than i guess that the people were able to live on but yeah. like for your characters that you've with for 50 plus hours yeah. you don't they don't have any relief yep and that's i hated that in fact i I was going to, I didn't finish all of the, because there's some hunts that we'll talk about later. Um, there was some hunts that I wanted to do after the fact. And after I beat the game, I just said, I don't even want to. <laughs> I just, I'm done. I was kind of really disappointed. I wanted a happy ending of some sort for Jill. And I, yeah. I was even fine with Joshua dying. You know, I was yeah, fine with Joshua dying. Like, it was sad, and but, you know, it's kind of what Clive thought from the beginning. It's kind of bittersweet. I mean, I mean Joshua was sick from yeah. through the majority of the game. So, like, yeah, I mean, he was probably bound to die. I, I guess it's just, I, I know that you can read into it how you will, but the way I read into it was that 
it it wasn't enough for me and yeah. I didn't like that. Um I gave it an 8 out of 10. Oh, okay. I have very similar points um but this I I enjoyed how the side quests depth uh, dived deeper into yeah, that the was like nice. state of the world. You didn't have to go read right, books yeah, for it. It wasn't yeah, it wasn't hidden. It was very open and very like I, I can't tell you how many times y- you would go from like village to village and just realize these people are treated like garbage. Yeah. Like these people are are dealing with some serious, serious issues. And there's a lot of other good people out there doing their best to like help give these bears relief but you know obviously that's the driving force of the entire game but um it was nice to go and do these side quests and have more story to give the world more depth that is and i should be right exactly exactly i don't don't get me wrong they were very fetchy and they were very you know go here fight this monster but a lot of them gave you they a lot more. They rewarded you with more content, right? They, as it they gave, be. they gave you way more interesting details about the world that you may have otherwise missed. Another thing about the side quests too is a lot of them, while not important to the main storyline, they give you more insight on the characters. The characters so that you're you have, interacting with. You have, you know, side quests with, uh, with Karen. mid. You have side quests with, yeah, Karen and, and Torgal and Jill even. So, like, you have these side quests that give the characters more meaningful story and, and back history and development. And I just appreciated that so much coming from a lot of these games recently that they're just side quests to be side quests. They're, they're yeah. not giving you any any extra oomph. Um, but still, though, the the game crashed and burned with Sid's death and not even from like a dramatic perspective because yeah, it was dramatic and it did propel events later, but like he brought that spirit to this game that no one else had and no one else brought to the table and it killed the mood of the game. And I didn't like that. Um, the mood, the mood of the game with Sid in it was so much better. Uh, you yeah. know, again, it makes Sid a more likable character, so that impact of his death was felt by everyone, not just the people in the game, but the players yeah. too. So, like, they they did that properly, but I feel like there wasn't enough of that like lighthearted humor, Agreed. um, vibe. Well, you know, in any in, in the rest of the we game didn't at talk all. Talk about this either, but it would have made more sense for him to have died when the skies turned red. Yeah, not that the skies turned red. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Um, also, one of the side quests, being a side quest, the one that irritated me the most was finding the silver chocobo feather. Oh, yeah. When it was your chocobo that was a silver chocobo? Yeah. <laughs> I'm no, riding my silver chocobo I thought to go find thing. the silver chocobos. And here, like, so I'm going off into that side quest and I'm thinking, man, the silver chocobo must be awesome. Like, he must be and literally then, silver? And then I got to thinking, I'm like, you know, Torgo's kind of silvery. Like, yeah, it's a white chocobo, but, like, he's kind of gray, right? <laughs> and then, like, you go and you find the chocobo feather and then you look out the window or whatever and the, the silver chocobo shows up with ambrosia and like they're identical they're the same chocobo oh, and you're like this with ambrosia? Huh? they didn't show up with ambrosia there's two of them 
I thought it, they showed Ambrosia there too. I don't think maybe oh. I don't know. Well, in, I wrote Ambrosia case, there. In any case, it was definitely the same <laughs> I, color. Oh, of I Chernobyl. knew the second I left the hideaway. I'm like, <laughs> you gotta be freaking kidding me! We can't go pluck a feather <laughs> off of my own chocobo. Like, sorry, Ambrosia. <laughs> That's one less place I have to visit. I could have died on my way here. No, but instead, <laughs> I just. <laughs> so dumb. Well, and I even thought, like, maybe the these specifically, like, maybe they glisten silver That's or something. Like, yeah, something no. special about them. Mm-hmm. Well, what's funny is one of the kids talks about wishing that his chocobo was black so he could fly across the sea. Oh, really? Like, I didn't, yeah. I can't it's, say I noticed that. One of, he's kind of hidden. You wouldn't otherwise go that direction because it's a dead end. And I, I was kind of sad that... I mean, I, I would have been fine for a silver chocobo if your chocobo was, like, black or something. But, yeah, you know, whatever. That would have been cool. Yeah. Huh. I didn't know that. Maybe the next DLC. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah, that's... Well, Lori kept saying 16-2. Yeah, <laughs> They're going to well... make a 16-2. You know what? If maybe if they survive, maybe, I guess. I don't know. This isn't the game I think that they should make up. I mean, maybe maybe uh, Joshua is the main character of 16-2, and I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Are we done with story? I guess. <laughs> I'm sure we'll have more things yeah. to say as we trug more along absurdities. here. Absurdities. Um, let's talk about graphics. Um, like I said earlier, if you've been to one town, you've been to them all. Um, and which is sad because every town is the color brown <laughs> or beige of some shade. This whole game was kind of the color of mud throughout you the know, entire thing. You know what it reminded me of? Um. When you're playing Forspoken, that's how all of the towns are in Forspoken. But it made sense because all of them are dilapidated. You know, they're they're di- they're dead. The people are whatever they were. Um, so, but the people are flourishing, uh, sorta, in this game. So it didn't need to be as. I think the most color you saw are with the ladies at the the Dane and her ladies. Yeah. It's like the only pop of color. Yeah. And Jill, and yeah, she right. was blue. <laughs> Otherwise, it was all red and black. And brown. Uh, yeah, I everything was very muddy and yeah. dull. Even like the main character models were okay. Uh Clive was very muscular. And I very really liked Joshua's outfit. Um yeah, I really liked Jill. I did like Jill too. Um I didn't like her her braid that she kept hidden behind her I long hair, which made it. no sense to me. I don't know, I kinda liked it. Um, Lori liked it too. I just, I didn't understand um, it. I, I would like you to look at my doodle for this in particular, oh, but right. Ultima's eyes. Oh, I know. <laughs> yes, I know. The whole time, every I time. Were, I thought they were pupils at first. And then oh, like, the, I thought they were pupils throughout the entire game. And then the very last cutscene where he's like looking around, I'm like, they're just tiny eyes. <laughs> They're just tiny eyeballs. Oh, but every <laughs> time, I not every this? time he was on the screen, I was still, I was like, oh my gosh, look at his! I, I wanted to get closer and like pause it and just zoom in on his little <laughs> tiny eyes. And they're like, they look like my eyes after I've been up all night I, playing this stupid game. I really <laughs> thought that his eyes were just like black, <laughs> yeah. black eyeballs with like it yellow pupils. It would have looked better if they were like that. <laughs> no, they looked like he was born with something wrong with him. <laughs> 
weird tiny it's eyes. like some kind of yeah some birth defect and then his ears too were really oh, gross yes. well he kind of was gross in general also by the way i thought for the longest time because you when you go to walud they have like a sculpture there with two arms which is supposed to represent ultima i thought for sure i was gonna fight that stupid sculpture <laughs> i thought for sure it would come alive and i would have to fight it <laughs> you know how you know how it is like you walk and be like i'm gonna have to fight that yeah. i also thought that about a few of the slept near horses i was like i'm gonna have to fight these yeah <laughs> um also um the way they lit the cigarettes i loved that yeah that i loved that yeah yep. yeah that was really satisfying and it made so much su- it made such a a big impact for something so practical i was like yeah that's what i would use if i could do that i would too yeah right. use my my crystal to light my cigarette because i wouldn't be a bear i wouldn't have the luxury of lighting my own fires <laughs> I would, but I'd be enslaved. Yeah, maybe that's what I should be saying. <laughs> I would have been at the prison being fed to the freaking monsters. Um, <sighs> uh, there are very few places in this game that I stopped and looked around and thought, wow. But they did have a few, though, like you said. Very, very but, like, few. But it was satisfying to walk up, because you could tell it was designed this way, where they would have like an opening on the cliffs. I was like, ah, oh, that's really beautiful. But like, it's so beautiful. Why is the rest of the place all muddy and gross? Yeah, and I feel like most Final Fantasy games up to this point have had so many sections of just like, wow, I just want to look around. Like, like Final Fantasy 13, Final Fantasy 13, we haven't reviewed yeah. it yet, but I mean, we've played it and like every single area is just like, awe. like yeah. every single, well, and you know, maybe not every area, it, like there's a few like grungy spots, but like there's points in almost every area that you're looking around and you're like, whoa, this is awesome. Colors and like crystals I, and like stuff to look at. It kind of sucks because I can understand their defense of being like, well, the land is being, you know, the blight and everything, but it's a Final Fantasy game. Like yeah. this is, this is Final Fantasy. Like the, the, the fantasy part, like the mystical. And like even the, the final boss fight. There was nothing interesting to look at. It's just this like, oh, blank canvas boss fight with like Ultima, and like that's it. Like yeah, it kind of transitioned into a few different like different types of areas with like the burning buildings and stuff. I had the hugest issue of when you fight Ultima as like your Ifrit everything or whatever he is and it's just pure chaos in the backgrounds i could not focus on what i was doing because there was so he's casting all of this crazy magic the background is just insane and you're doing all your insane stuff i didn't i don't even know how i fought that battle because it was just pure chaos yeah it was too much i (laughs) i have there was no middle ground it was either terrible or too much i have a note for that um in the gameplay in the gameplay but it, it kind of fits here too you're absolutely right the the battle scenes are almost too chaotic with like magical uh debris that you can't see what's going on and what's happening all you're doing is button mashing and like one i had like an auto dodge on the whole game Damn. so it made the game like stupid easy but <laughs> like how am i 
how is anyone supposed to dodge attacks when like there's like smoky fire oh, debris everywhere you know consuming your all, field of vision? All I would do was hit that stupid button. I'm skimming back and forth on my little button. Just <laughs> so did you not use uh, auto No, I didn't. Evade? I, I kind of wanted, I like, there's something satisfying about sure. when you're able to nail it. So I, it took me a while, let me wrong. And I wasn't the best at it, but I did get the hang. Like you eventually get your, you know how to do what you need to do. Right. Um, but yeah, it, it just was chaos. And also <laughs> I, this again, it goes into gameplay and I'm sure we'll talk about it again. When you're fighting Titan, it's the music and the way you're running. It's a freaking Sonic game. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's a Sonic. <laughs> I played Sonic in this game. <laughs> the music fit and everything. I thought it was playing an old Sonic game. <laughs> Just was I have so to dumb. say, out of all the the icon fights, that one was the coolest. But it got old really yeah. fast. I mean, and we'll talk again. We'll talk what, about that. What was more. your favorite icon? Um, like visually. Yeah, I guess since we're on game graphics. Um, and also other opinions, if you have any. Uh, it's tough. Um. Titan looked really cool. Like the fight with Titan, yeah. especially when Titan went Super Saiyan, because that's what they do. <laughs> um, he he ate the like ether yeah, rock, yeah. and then he like transformed to like a big Titan. He reminded me a lot of a um, a monster, a boss in Chrono Trigger with the like tiny waist. Oh, and he's like yeah, huge yeah. forearms. I, it just reminded me of the Titans from Attack on Titan. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched it, so. But in any case, like. He looked really cool, and he had these like huge like tentacle things that he was shooting out, and the rocks flying everywhere. It was it was a cool fight. He looked really cool. Um, it went on too long, so like I got bored pretty yeah. quick. Uh, but then, um, Bahamut looked really cool too. I didn't like those wings. Looked like they had cannons on them. Yeah, but I mean that's kind of what I know Bahamut is. Though. No, but... I mean that's that's kind of how Bahamut is yeah. in all the games. I mean. Bahamut shoots stuff out of his wings. Yeah, like, that's I guess, what he does. but I, it just would have made more sense if it just magically came out yeah. of his wings, not out of the cannons. <laughs> I think my... Like a Blastoise. I think my favorite was the Garuda. I oh, actually yeah. really liked the Garuda. That, In fact, I kind of liked her as weird as it was. Like, she kind of was a little much, but I kind of liked her. That, that ending with the Garuda fight where Clive, like, slashes her face, and she's, like, uh, like super close up of Clive, and he's this, like, tiny man, <laughs> and this huge face of Garuda, and, like, Garuda's, like, Rah! and then, like, her face, like, mends back together, and then she does this big evil grin and then flies yeah. off again. It's really pretty cool. <laughs> it, well, just, and I think that's why I like the Garuda so much is because it's, it's the harpy just, yeah. and there's something just, I don't know, it's just really cool and satisfying. I mean, Shiva and Roma looked pretty I, cool, but I, I can't say they looked as epic as, like, well, they have in previous Shiva, games. Shiva... I liked Shiva only because, and the same reason for most of the Shivas, it's satisfying with the way the ice is yeah. and the the particle sounds and all that stuff. Like it's really cool, but like I didn't, I wasn't like, oh man, Shiva looks really cool, and yeah. I really didn't like the little flowy things on Clive when he used Shiva's stuff either. So it was just yeah, like I, eh. I never used Shiva's oh, abilities at all. So what abilities did you use? Um, Phoenix, Titan, and Bahamut. The- oh, I didn't use... I didn't like Bahamut's, and I really didn't like Odin's. 
I used... I didn't even use Odin, and I didn't even use Shiva. Like, once I had that that matchup, I'm like, this is it. I, it, I was able to, like, stagger stuff super fast, and then, like, that was it. I had Phoenix, or, yeah, the Phoenix stuff, I had... Uh, Garuda, because I liked being able to pull him oh, down yeah, in the I like mid. And and equipped to Garuda's was Shiva's, one of her finishing moves, yeah. the big ones. And then I had Titans, yeah. So that was my lineup. Yeah. Um. But graphics, like, everything looked, what they had, like, it looked really good. It's just, there was so much opportunity okay, for it being Final Fantasy. My biggest pet peeves of Final Fantasy 16's graphics. One... All of every single character, every single, no exception, every single character had very stock, stiff movements. And it was very like Bobby. Like, if you, if you looked up YouTube videos of like quote NPC movement, it's that to a T. Like, very generic movements, nothing that felt organic, nothing that felt like humanistic they were very static very stiff movements yeah multiple times jill would just like hold out her hand and like wave it in the air and like that was not not like high yeah. but like low low like hold out her hand like real low like she wants a low five and just like raise it up and down like slowly and that was like her default stance and it just bugged the crap out of me that they would just use these same things over and over and then um the mouth movements Oh, yeah, I noticed. The first, like, half of the game was okay. And then, like, they got stupid lazy with it. Yeah. And it just, like, didn't match at all. And it just, it bugged me because, like... <sighs> I I get it. Okay, so it, the biggest reason it bugged me so much, both of these these items. I, I saw these things. It, it broke me. I noticed them, and I couldn't unnotice them. And I'm like... Surely this isn't a problem in every single game, right? Because if it is, then like, then it's just that's how video games are, right? We put in Horizon Forbidden West, which is the most recent Horizon game. Yeah, it's on the PS5. It has PS5 graphics. Though that said, it is playable on the PS4, so it's not just PS5. In any case, <laughs> booted up that game. The movements are organic. The mouth movements are spot on. Not to say that it's like that for every language. So, like, I understand translation may be different. But, you know what? I would be fine with, with like, Japanese mouth movements being off and to have this organic, like, movement to the characters. And I, we were kind of looking into it, me and Lori, we were kind of looking into it. And all the character models were played by actors who fed information into the computer systems. And I'm willing to bet Square Enix doesn't do that because Horizon, the movements are just so organic. They yeah. feel so real. These people and the graphics are way better, by the way, like <laughs> I believe above it. and beyond well, better. But in any case, that aside, the, the movements were just so stiff in this game and I couldn't get over I... it. And it, it broke it broke my, like, faith in the game's graphics as a whole, and I didn't like it after that. I 100% felt like that they cut corners in a lot of different sections. I mean, the story, the graphics, the gameplay, yeah. the music. I mean, I gave these really good scores all considering, but, like, you could tell they cut 
Oh, short, yeah. big shortcuts. I'm sorry, but there was some things that Forspoken did, a game that was made before this, mm-hmm. way better. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm, and that's just, to me, that just, and I understand that there was some delay with COVID and stuff, but like, come on, like everything. This is a main series Final Fantasy game. There's no reason it's, why it shouldn't be the the best of the best. Get your, get your uh, you know, models in and, and, and have them do generic stances and have them do generic hand movements well, yeah, for talking. It, it goes back to how I've said it. It feels like that this is the skeleton frame of a good game yeah. and they just submitted it anyway. Yep. Here's our third draft. It's not the final thing, but good enough for me or money. It's not the final fantasy, but it's the... <laughs> it's something. Yeah. It, <laughs> the fantasy is what you were hoping for. You don't get it. You're absolutely right. I mean, there are games that have come out before this that have looked a lot better. And not even... Not even just the movements, and but like visually... Every like look at Forspoken or Forbidden West. Everything is so sharp and detailed and like big, like scale wise. Everything is just looks so good and clear. And then I boot up Final Fantasy 16, and everything is like hazy and fuzzy and low resolution and just not done very well. One of the things that also irritated me is if this should go into music. I forgot to write it down, but um, first of all. If you're talking to someone for a little extra stuff, they only say the first snippet. Yeah, I've noticed Pisses that. me off. The second thing is, if you're talking to those small small dialogues and you just kind of read ahead before they're done doing their hand movements, all of a sudden they just blip immediately into the, the stance that they finish saying those that sentence at. So it's like, in most past games, I believe it's just they're already engaged with this loopless like movement. Until you accept... Yeah, and like you know, so like dialogue. if you skip the dialogue, it's they just stop what they're doing. They go back into the into the new transition for what they're talking about. It's not like this for this. So you see an immediate. All of a sudden, like their whole character model like jumps like to the side or something because they're done doing whatever they're doing. It's not seamless, mm-hmm. and I hate that. It drove me crazy. Yeah. I did not like it. I hated it. I, I know that sounds so dramatic, but like these games are getting more expensive and expensive and I they're cutting more corners and more corners and it shouldn't be like this. And yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. It's just I, it's under- an insult I understand to us. <laughs> I understand the the scale of these games now and I I fully understand how much manpower it takes to make these games. But I feel like that there's spots that you really should focus on, especially in my opinion, Final Fantasy has always been cutting edge up until like Final Fantasy 15 even. I I, I don't know. But like, I I feel like the most recent, like, they just, yeah, they stopped trying. Yeah, and that's just kind of how it, it feels. It feels so, like, even Final Fantasy VII Remake wasn't that great. Like, we griped on and on about the graphics in that game. Because of the same stupid stuff. Like, it doesn't take much to just pay attention and, like... Well, you know, that said, uh, Final Fantasy VII had a lot of, like, the slums had a lot of texture. I kind of understand some of it. It still was significantly better put together game than 16 was. Yeah. 16 has nothing. Even the, like, the buildings, like, there's really not... We go to Walu, there's only, like, what, three cities, maybe? Like, yeah. there's not that much. There's not that much even on... So there kind of is, but not enough to be like, yeah, like... 
Well, I mean, that's not even to talk about how small the map is. Oh, that's kind of I mean, what I'm trying not, to get at. Yeah, it's, it's open world esque, yeah. but it's not open world. Like it's it's like there's a big area with a handful of tunnels to other big areas. It reminds me of like, that's playing uh, twelve. Yeah, very similar to twelve. I was thinking more thirteen. To be I haven't played honest. a lot of thirteen, like, but yeah, you're thirteen. Right. It's very hallway driven. It's like point A, point 100%. B. You're done. There is no dungeons. I know zero dungeons. I know. I have that in gameplay, but yeah, no, you're absolutely right. No dungeons. No puzzles. No like underground tunnels. No nothing. It's just. I think the only cool stuff that I ever felt like truly was the cool stuff was the fallen stuff, like yeah. the architect of the fallen mm-hmm. stuff, which by the way, I don't feel like that they explored enough, but I will say, I swear to you, some of the fallen architect I thought was past airships from older games. I they thought Im- the same thing. They imply the hideaway even looks yeah. like, well, I, th- I swear one of them looked like the Ragnarok. And then I thought maybe the 10 ship, they called the, one of the ones that they're in, they called the, uh, the invincible. And so, yeah, it, it's, I feel like they did hints at past games. There's yeah. kind of that vibe throughout, but like it still wasn't enough I to thought, forgive I everything else. Too. No, the the Phoenix Gate when you go like underground yeah. in the Phoenix Gate area and it's all the like fallen old architecture yeah. stuff it was awesome. Yeah, like I loved that. I would have loved way more of that. And there's like none. Like that's the only like quote dungeon there is in the whole game is like a couple of those. Yeah, where it's just a. <laughs> it's just a linear path. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's I And would... you know what? There's nothing wrong with linear paths if it is dungeon-esque. Like, take me to a place, it's, you know, point A to point B with a couple split-offs, and, like, you can kind of get lost. Maze-y, you know? But no, nothing. I even expected, when we went to the crystal at the end, the, the, the floating yeah. crystal, the origin, yeah. whatever... I entirely expected to be dropped off by Bahamut and then have to go through a dungeon. And no, nothing. No, that was the end. I just, I, yeah, I was surprised too. Very, uh, very sad. Well, about you that. told me you're like, yeah, if you get to this point, it's about an hour and a half. And I'm like, well, the icon battle alone is gonna be like an hour. So like, you literally must be. And yeah, I was yeah. literally dropped off and was like, good luck. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, um, I have to say the ending really was kind of anti... I mean, the whole thing was just like, this this big build-up, and it's like, wasn't that... I, I felt like there was grander battles with the other uh, icons. Yeah. The dominance and yeah, stuff. Yeah, In fact, I think it, the, the ultimate battle really was the easiest one. Ultima was really <laughs> easy, yeah. So what'd you give it for gameplay? Or, uh, sorry, I almost, graphics. Yeah, I, it almost sounds terrible to say i gave it an eight out of ten. i did too and yeah after just dogging on it so yeah. bad i kind of feel like well, i want to knock it down here's the thing what they did looked good for the most part right yeah just, and they cut an insane amount. i mean this could easily could have been a 10 out of 10 if they had just tried right <laughs> i, I guess I think, all i'm saying i think that that's why i gave it the score too is that like for what they delivered was okay like it's functioning yeah. it does it, it looks pretty good the icon fights look really yeah, neat. They were cool. Um, but like, there's so many spots that could have been pushed so much more and had a bigger impact yeah. on the entire game as opposed to focusing on these icon fights, which is what I feel like they did. It's like they put all their money on the icon fights and everything else was just like, eh, yeah, yeah, whatever. It 100%. doesn't matter. 100%. Yep. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> Three 
years <laughs> later. Uh, gameplay. Um, typically what we do about with gameplay is we talk about the gameplay mechanics. So I'm going to go over them quickly so we can kind of talk quickly. about them. Um, you have your basic gameplay or your basic battle system, which is a standard and a magic attack. Uh, you can jump in your battle system. You can jump in the Kinda. overworld too, but not very Kinda. well. Like what? Like a quarter of a foot off the ground. He yeah, like, have words does, of, like, I have a, words about that. Yes. <laughs> um, you can use a special icon ability, depending on what icon you have set. Uh, you can do a dodge, and you can have your limit break. Then um, the icons specifically have special icon charge attacks that you can use, depending yep. on which icon you, use, you have. Um, when you transform into your Ifrit icon during the icon fights... Uh, it's basically the same as the regular battle system, but a few things kind of change where um, you have a special charge ability and sometimes you would go into like a specialty like thing where like depending on the icon that yeah. you're fighting, you have like you can lock on to multiple targets and attack all those targets at once. Or like you are firing a big fire beam and you have to like guide the fire. <laughs> oh my beam gosh. To attack I hated stuff. that so much. Um, then each icon that you acquire along the storyline, you can um, equip on the fly during battle, which was satisfying. Very reminiscent of Forspoken. And Exactly. Exactly like Forspoken, I mean, actually. There's nothing wrong with that, though. Like, it's the system works. Yeah, but, like, if you're going to spend all this time to make a robust, brand new system, w do that. Don't. I mean, you, you may as well have saved a bunch of time and just used you know Forspoken what? as a base game and you, you built know on what? that. I almost wish they had because at least some of these things would have run better. I know. So, I mean, I at least they did this, I guess is kind of what I'm saying. Um, it could have been a lot worse. You can only equip three icons at a time, so you have to pick of your, what, six available. You can only have three. Um each icon, you can set specific charge abilities um, per icon, but once you master an icon ability, then you have a chance to equip it to wherever you want, mm -hmm. uh, it, and it doesn't matter if you have that specific icon um, equipped in your yeah. uh, in your whatever, your thing. Your thing. <laughs> if Words. It's, <laughs> if it's not equipped to your character, you could still use that yes. ability if you've mastered it. Um, there's a skill tree that will help you develop your abilities uh, to like a real basic level. Okay, you can only have so many attacks in your arsenal, so and you can reset your ability points, right, by the yeah. way. So it's a very lame skill tree. Yeah, I It's know. like a skill bush. <laughs> it's it's, it's barely bush. a bush. It's like a stem. <laughs> it's like I a love, dead tree. <laughs> I love that so skill much. Bush. Skill bush. <laughs> It's bad. I mean, it really is bad because, like, you don't really have to... The only time you unlock stuff is when you get a new icon. So, like, the primary set of moves that you learn, like, early game, you go through those really fast and you learn them really fast, but, like, they help 
build you from the ground up. So like when you first are sent out, all you can really do is like a basic attack and then magic attack. But then you can add, you know, the jump ability where you can jump and attack midair. And then you can have like the charge, um, sword attack. And then you can have the charge magic. You only have so many, like there's only like three or four. Oh yeah. And I I didn't I'm just saying that that's, they did that so that you can progress slowly and give you more options. Once you get outside the main set, of with yeah, the icons it's minimal there's no even point right and what i found myself doing was i would like master a set of stuff and like yeah i don't want to use these anymore so i just completely yeah, remove all of them too. and then move them to something else move the points well, to something else i had a ring that you could equip to like boost your ability points after a while it's like why even bother i've mastered everything oh, really? i didn't using. know that you could get a ring yeah. for that oh anyway sorry tangents okay. um, the skill bush <laughs> yeah um, I mean, we basically talked about it. each icon has multiple abilities that you can unlock or upgrade. <clears throat> abilities have different stats depending on the the type of move. Yeah. Um, so some of them will stagger an enemy better. Some of them will uh, cause more health points to be taken out per attack. Um, and then some of them do like specialty things where they'll like lock the enemy in place or will pull an enemy to the ground or, you know, yeah. little, little specialty things. Um, you have Torgal that you can fight with. Um, he's got a I subset know. of commands. They're really just three commands. There's a heal command, an attack command, and I believe a fallback command. Um, I just used a ring for this, so, like, it didn't matter did to me. Too. And he oh. just, like, constantly is like, Torgal, blah, Torgal, blah, Torgal, yeah. blah. Yeah. Like, shut up. Can we very, turn that off? Very seldom did he ever say sick him. And, like, I I had to ask him to heal me if I wanted to be healed. And that is still the equivalent of getting, like, a little tiny band-aid with a heart on. Yeah, I know. It was like, good luck. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, it got a little bit better at the end of the game, but you can't actually physically improve his stats i yeah. guess i don't I know don't, if he levels up with you. i don't know how it he does, does it. he does have stats that like level up with him but like i just uh, i just thought that maybe it was how many times you talk to torgal yeah, so like I every chance i got i was like torgal here's, love a, here's a bone i love you <laughs> have an antelope um so then you have a, oh we, oh, this, this very last line right. is transforms to Super Saiyan during long fights. Do you, I love that you wrote that in those notes. I, I don't know what else to call it. It was well, the dumbest thing in the world. He like randomly transforms into like a super dog, and their their explanation for it is that he's like a Shiva's wolf. Yeah, but he's he's um, Shiva's like um, what's that familiar? Oh yeah, and like. He, he, his race is like known to be next to Shiva at all times. So like when, when Joe was in trouble that one time, he like unlocked his super Saiyan Saiyan ability and then now he can just kind of do it. Uh, but look at his tail. Yeah. You were telling me about this. I'll have to go back and look. No, I'll show you when we're done. That's what, that's what the video is. Just all, all I'm going to say, I'm not going to spoil it because it's amazing. Just look at his tail. (laughs) When he goes super Saiyan, just look at his tail. Okay. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, uh, you also have equipment that you can use and equip uh, for Clive only. Um, all of these things are for Clive only. You don't get to yeah. do anything with any other characters. You don't get to play characters. with your other friends. Right, yeah. You they they can join around. you and they can attack and stuff, but they are kind of... They, They're they, useless. Yeah, they don't have anything that they can do. They can't even die. Um, so... 
you can equip different swords that you can buy at shops or you can upgrade from the blacksmiths. Um, and that's about it. <laughs> I mean, different swords, swords and like armor. Got, like, and stuff like yeah, that. swords, like, armor, and like pendants or accessories, accessories. or whatever. Yeah. Oh, the rings and stuff are nice though, because you got the you've got a few like if you sucked at blocking, they've got that. I liked the Torgal commands because I just couldn't be bothered. Right, yeah. So this game has a whole bunch of different specialty rings that it gives you right out of the gate. And it really is to give you a handicap if you yeah. struggle with something well, very specific. They had other things like Cutting out the cooldowns and well, yeah, I just mean that they they you're well, given yeah. you're given a set of rings right out of the gate that you oh, can yeah. use to help give you an edge if you're struggling with fi- the fights, the battle system. Like for me, I suck at dodging, so like I put an auto dodge on. Yeah, not that I automatically dodge every single hit always, but it does make the game a little bit more in my yeah. favor. Where like he will auto dodge if he can. So like little things like I know he's about to attack. But, like, I struggle with trying to find the stupid dodge button. So instead, I just, I see his attack coming. So I'll just yeah. stop attacking for a minute. And then he'll dodge the attack. And then I continue My, attacking. I think I just like to micromanage too much. Because sure. I equipped it once. And it felt like I wasn't even controlling him. He just started doing stuff without, like, he just would be dodging. So I don't know. I must have had something else equipped. Because, like, he they, was doing stuff that I wasn't doing. Well, there, there is another ring that does auto attack. Maybe. And the auto attack, you basically just keep hitting square. And, and he will everything. do any move within his arsenal well, to do. And you he'll don't just wanna, do it. If you don't want to battle, equip that thing. Cause... Yeah, all you have to do is just mash the square button. And he just fights for you. And that's it. So if you equip that, the Torgal one, and the auto dodge... Basically, you don't have to play. Yeah. There you <laughs> Not go. that you have to play that much well, anyway. But. I mean, don't be wrong. It kind of is nice because they have. You can either decide if you want to play the game as intended or like story mode. Right. And if you really just want story mode, like that is a good alternative. Right. Um. But I think what its intended purpose is, if you struggle in yeah. a certain spot, you can equip this to kind of give you a little bit of a helping hand. And that's what I. That's how I used it. Like I didn't want to be bothered with Torgal, and I didn't want to be bothered with dodging, especially so when. When the freaking magic effects are taking over the entire screen, yeah. you can't see anyway. Yes. So it was better. <sighs> um, items. So the player can use uh, a handful of items during gameplay mode or during battle system anyway. Yeah. Um, healing items like potions, high potions, and elixirs. And then they have this like super elixir that I didn't know how to use, so I never used it. <laughs> I didn't um, either. They have a stat boost items where you can boost your um, strength for a certain amount of time strength, or your magic, magic for a certain amount of time. Break. Oh, yeah, and it boosts yeah. your limit break for an amount of time. Um, but you're limited to how many you can hold at any given time. So, wow. like, the the base number for, like, potions, you can only have, like, four potions. And you can only have three high potions. And you can only have two elixirs or something like that. Um, you can do side quests to have that, have your bag expanded. So by the end of all the side quests, I think I was up to like eight potions and like six high potions. By the end of the game, I barely use potions 
and I never ran out of them, like ever. Oh, I had, so I never ever used like I high did, potions or elixirs. I, I did have uh, auto potion on. Oh, did you? I did. Oh, yeah. that. Well, see, now I did too when it, when I first started the game, but I was using potions so fast that I didn't want that on. So like, I just gave up, and I'm like, I'll manage uh, my own health. I kind of felt like, see, and that's the thing is, I don't because when you do your limit break, you cut your screen kind of gets all flamey and stuff. Yeah. So I wasn't catching when I was. Go, uh, low health and sure. stuff because it's, it's just too chaotic for me. So I mean, is. see, like, yeah, exactly. That's, that's the same feeling I had with the like dodge. Like yeah. everything is so chaotic when I'm trying to dodge that I'm missing the dodges. So like, well, I guess it plays hand in hand. And I did get to a point though at the end where it, I mean, it would auto heal me. But like, there's a point where I, I mean, I, I fought the ultimate battle with I had potions left over. Yeah, so, I did I mean, too. Yeah. I mean, I I Although, literally there were days, there were times where I was fighting and I had nothing left and I was like, I'm a sliver of yeah. health. <laughs> I had I had a couple fights where the enemy would like almost one hit KO me, yeah. or they're like in the process of one hit KO, like like they're doing a move that is like attack attack yeah. attack, attack attack attack, and like I'm watching my bar go boop 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 boop, and I'm like ah. Like, like, firing all the fireballs you can like die, 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 yeah. die. no i'm i'm not i'm smashing the like heal button oh yeah, yeah. and then clive Torgle, is like torgle heal. torgle 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 get him torgle get him like no 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 potions pushing the wrong button sick him torgle no don't torgle <laughs> anyway um there's yeah. also world explo- exploration in this game um you've got waypoints that will help you um travel the map fast waypoints on the map that can let you fast travel between different waypoints. Those unlock as you do things throughout the gameplay throughout the story. Um, there's basically five big maps that are in each region. So each region, each region has one big map that you can teleport to different spots amongst the map. Um, they're really just like hallways, towns, and open areas. And that's about it. Like, all the maps are built very similar, even though they, you know, go in different directions, but they're built the same. Uh, you can call your chocobo as long as you're not in a village. Wow. Uh, but you have to unlock the chocobo first, so you gotta do a side quest to unlock yeah, the chocobo. You know, I was thinking, if you didn't do that, could you go the whole game without the chocobo? I think so, yeah. Which made me wonder if that's why you can't use Ambrosia's feather. Maybe. But... Like, Potentially, you might not have him. It was, yeah. was kind of dumb. Um, you can sprint too. Uh, it's not a whole lot faster than basic oh, running. But I mean, it was finally it was satisfying when you finally got it to sprint, though. Yeah, they're so slow. But you can't do that in the village. In fact, most of the villages, it's like a slow run at best. I know. <laughs> um, you can pick up items on the on the main map area, and you can open up boxes. Um, and then there are side quests. So side quests, you can find icons um, on the map, depending on where you're at, uh, but they unlock over time, and you can accept as many side quests as you want at any any given time. Um, For the side quest rewards, you get stuff like uh, gill or XP or items, but then you also get renown points, which I'll talk about in a minute. Uh, then you also have hunts, which is a different side of s- kind of side quest. Yeah. Um, you can only do it from the hunt board, and I mean, you can run into them. 
Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But you you can only see him from the hub yeah. board. You can't like, you can't, like just, see him on your map yeah. or anything. Um, it, and because it doesn't show up on the map, you have to use the hints within the hunt board to try and find your hunt, which is kind of fun in its own way. Like it's kind of frustrating on some of chore. them, but <laughs> it's just, yeah, a little just bit. A chore. Like uh, if now you know very well if this was any person, they would be like, "Oh, let me write all of this down and go." Like right. why wouldn't you carry that information with you? Um, hunts are usually just like a single hard enemy, but sometimes it can be a group of enemies. It just kind of depends on what the hunt is. There's, there's some that's like a pack of wolves and you yeah. gotta go and fight all the wolves. Um, then there's renown points. So all of these side quests and hunts will reward you with renown points, which as you accumulate the renown points, more and more people from the outside will donate to Clive's cause and reward you with gill or items. Wait, or, really? Yeah, you didn't know this? How do you get the stuff? You know where the hunt board is? Yeah. There's a girl, like, right next to, like, behind a bar. Okay. And she, when you talk to her, she has a whole bunch of, like, line items. Oh my that gosh, I never did You it. can unlock stuff. I'm going to have to go in and look. I think you get, um... I, I wondered what they were for. I was like, eh, it'll be fine. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I never, ever. <laughs> you never did talked that. to her? No. The guy that is next to her, there's a side quest for the guy that's next to her as like um, Otto's like accountant or something. Okay. But oh, yeah, that, yeah. I know you're guy, trying. Oh, yeah, I know you're trying. So about. that guy, he. He controls all the side quests outside of the hideaway. So you can talk to him to find all the side quests outside of the gotcha. hideaway and teleport to them. Um, but the girl next to him is the one that has I all see. of the, like, uh, renown point. I probably stuff. did know this. I probably just didn't care enough. Probably not. But yeah, I mean, you can <laughs> yeah. you, you can get some pretty cool equipment and stuff from, from her by doing the renown points. I'm gonna stuff. go in and just have an absurd amount of points. Well, I mean, you it's capped because every oh, okay. there's only so many side quests and there's only so many hunts. So you can I really see. only have so many things that you can do. <laughs> well. So yeah, that is all the gameplay mechanics. So what did you think about gameplay, Kaylee? Um, well, I as usual, I have a bunch of stuff scribbled across my uh <laughs> my stuff it's so much like forspoken like the battle system is so much like forspoken oh, i wrote this down i didn't tell you about this uh torkel's dog senses yeah yeah he's it, which was super nice so you get to, they also talk about like, using clive's senses too but basically it shows you which way you should be walking which is super helpful so you know which way to go but to it, look for treasure chests <laughs> so like if you want to go into a room but you're not sure that's the room that's to progress the game you don't want to miss stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see. So you don't. You, yeah. No. I, yeah. I get what okay. Um. Yeah. It's it is really handy, and I used it quite a bit. But it only works during main quest line stuff, yeah, and only if you're within the main quest line thing. Which is like if you're not near the main quest line, Torgal, it doesn't. It just like yeah. doesn't work. But I mean, I wasn't using it elsewhere. So. Yeah. Yeah. True. Um. It's really just like when you're going from like big area to big area and there's like fights in between and you easily get mixed yeah, up and it's like okay which yeah. way is progressing and which, yeah. which way is back um yeah i was really upset that there's no compass at all in this game yeah. and you know there's I, no mini map right i would prefer a mini map 
but at minimum, give me a compass yeah. so that I know which direction I'm heading. Oh man, it was there's so, so many, frustrating. So many times that I'm like, I'd I'd open the map and I'm like, okay, I need to go this way, and I close the map and I'm like, I don't know which way I'm facing. So, so I open, open it up back the map. Up. I'm like, okay, I think I'm facing this way. Close the map. Start walking. Open the map to make sure you're going the right direction. Close the map. Yes. Uh, make adjustments. I hated it, that. That all would be. That all would be fixed if they just had a compass at minimum, a mini map at best. Like it's just it it was really frustrating. And like the only sense of direction that you had was like the marker for the quest that you're yeah. going for. And it was just like in that direction. Like straight in that direction. There was no like guiding you, you know, across the land. There was no like because the maps were so complicated and like confusing that you might have to go right in order to go all the way up and around yep. to the left. So, like, you have to open up the map and plan that ahead of time to be able to make it to your destination. Otherwise, if you just were running through the world, you'd never make if, it. Like, literally never make it. If they had a mini-map, and then the option to open up the big map, it would have made yep. sense. It's yep. so Again. bad. This is basic stuff. <laughs> this is stuff. Like, I feel like we went back in the past with some of this stuff. I, I just, it blows my mind. Again, if all they did was add a compass at the top of the screen, like every other game does, it would have at least given you a sense of direction. Like, okay, I'm facing north. You can look at your map yeah. and be like, I need to go south in order to do this. Yeah. So then you close your map, you head south, and you go that yep. way. Instead, you look at your you look at your map. You close it. You turn the direction. Make sure you're facing the right direction. Open the map. You're facing the wrong direction. Close the map. You're turn the other right exactly. way. Open up the map again. I'm like, okay. Yes. This dance frustrated me to no end. Like every <laughs> yes. single quest and every single like main. It's, that's why the Torgal thing was so nice because it would give yeah. you a sense of direction, but it wouldn't work with side quests. So like you were constantly opening up the map. Okay. Thing that drove me absolutely bananas was the lack of ability of jumping on top of things yeah. or jumping. So you can't, so some of these buildings were so short or you would have like a hill. You cannot jump on top of them. You cannot like go up. Like your jumping is only so like, it's not very high. And again, after playing for spoken, you're literally flying all over the place. I know. But I'm sorry. They added a stupid little animation where you could jump over these. <laughs> How often am I jumping over these little fences? What? And then other times there's stuff that should be jumping over and you can't with the field with all of the like stuff they're growing for food and stuff. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. It, I had the hardest time jumping over some of that stuff. Yeah. And those fences so are like terrible. Frustrating. The, the winery. Yeah. That we're talking about? Yeah. yeah. And also they do not reward the gamer curiosity enough. Yeah. It was so bad. And the only things that I, I felt like maybe one or two things like you would get rewarded with were like, oh, that was a good find. It was just crafting material that I had like a thousand of anyway. Yeah. Like, and I, at, at a certain point, like your my natural instinct is to, oh, I got to go look for the rest of the treasure chests. You go around, you find all the chests. The only time I ever had to do that was when I was in Walud and I needed some pie potions and stuff only because I didn't want to take the time to go back to the hideaway. I still could have. I know. Yeah. Which is funny to me. You can actually go back to the hideaway while you're in the crystal too. Like literally, <laughs> I, was in the, I was I was <laughs> in the middle of the Ultima fight. I pulled up my thing to like give myself um, a boost potion or or a, a strength potion or whatever. Yeah. 
And I looked at the map because that's the default screen that comes up, and I'm like, wait, I can leave? Oh my gosh, <laughs> oh, that's really fine. Funny. I can just leave? Hold on, buddy. Hey, I'll be right back. Let me go take Joshua back really quick. I need to get some potions, so... <laughs> oh my gosh, you just hold that so bad. <laughs> They'll just, like, climb upon Bahamut's dead body yeah, and right. fly away. <laughs> Don't worry about it, it's fine. <laughs> we couldn't get here without him, but now we're leaving. We'll be back. That's so bad. Yeah, the gamer curiosity thing, that was... Kind of disappointing. Yeah, that always is when when they don't reward you. Very and like, well. I kind of understand. Like, thirteen was really good with that because everything was so linear, and they would drop you like just in front of the map's end. So like, you could almost always turn around and pick up something behind you, which made that like ooh, you know that that feeling um, every time. Where this game wasn't like that. Like, yeah, there was rooms that had a couple like things in it but it seemed the, like not good enough to be worth scavenging used, for it used to be in past games that you could scavenge for like better equipment and stuff and because you know as you level up and the game progresses is when those items become available in your stores and stuff so it kind of just you can't go out i mean it, it, you know i i just i don't know it wasn't enough mm-hmm. and i think that that should be part of it's just part of these games. I don't know. It just is sad. Yeah. And I kind of just felt like it was a waste of time after a while. I think and... I think a lot of these games that are open world have the like little hidden things to reward those curious players. Like um, Breath of the Wild has the little like uh, the little hidden guys that you got to do. Okay, little... I think I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know their yeah. names. I feel terrible because I don't know fine. their name. But, um, yeah, I mean, like, a lot of these open-world games have a little something that you go and find to, like, give you that sense of accomplishment for investigating stuff. And this game definitely doesn't have anything like that. Um, What it also doesn't have anything of is dungeons. Agreed. And puzzles. Agreed. Um, Like, there's nothing even close to that. Like, don't get me wrong, I don't want this game to be a puzzle game. But every Final Fantasy has some sort of, like, flip this switch to unlock these this area, flip that switch right. to unlock that area. Well, there was had, nothing like that. They had opportunities. Like oh, you I were know. saying, when you go underneath Phoenix Gate, and t- that was the perfect opportunity. And, like, it kind of was a dungeon, but not really. Phoenix Gate was probably the only, yeah. the only thing that I would consider capable of qualifying as a dungeon. Um, it's extraordinarily linear like you literally go to this location fight some enemies go to the next location fight some enemies there's a couple places that are similar to that um when you go to um drake's breath i think it is the the, um the one that um is taken over by the iron kingdom yeah with with jill yeah the Um, volcano yeah yeah (laughs) That one is dungeon-esque, too, so, like, I would kind of consider that a dungeon, but I'm I'm talking, like, climbing a tower, or, like, the crystal, like we were saying earlier, where you you go through the crystal and have to, you know, find your way through this maze of a crystal to make your way to the yeah. to Ultima. I, I wanted that, and I'm missing out, entirely missing out. <laughs> uh, by the way, I wrote this in the wrong section, so I didn't mention it, but <laughs> did you notice that Jill's always sweaty? <laughs> didn't know. No, I always wanted to know if it was because she was 
Shiva's dominant. Maybe. Because, like, she's noticeably sweaty at the... <laughs> when you go to the volcano area, which, I mean, they're at a volcano, but, right. like, she's very moist. <laughs> <laughs> I just... I couldn't not see it after a while. She so always seems... Either that or she's very greasy I and needs some skin I products. I never noticed. <laughs> I, I only started noticing when we went there because, like, she was, like, talking about being hot. Like, it was yeah, you know, right. understandably. But I don't know how she survived being in there, though, when she was there. I really liked that section because Jill took the lead almost. With yeah. That. Like, you know, she helped with, like, controlling the lava so that Clive could get to the other side. And then, like, she had to take down the... um the priest guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, oh, those it was satisfying. It, it was, it was really neat. And it gave you that little bit of back history on Jill too. So like, it, it yeah. was all really satisfying. It was a nice little, nice little bit. I wrote down grabbing doors. So annoying. <laughs> Cause you jump. So yeah. Oh no, you got to hit the R button but to you like know what? open them. About that though. I understand that they're trying to utilize that feature. I don't think it needs to be a feature. No, it doesn't. It does not. And if anything, it's just annoying. Because again, I'm sitting there jumping in front of mm -hmm. the... Jumping while trying grabbing to talk to handle, people. Like, letting go of the yeah. handle. Grabbing the handle, letting go of the handle. Well, then I walk up and I want to talk to Sid and I'm like jumping up and down. He's like, you can't talk to me while you're jumping up and down. It's like, <laughs> hold on, I'm going to jump up and down three more times. <laughs> so annoying. I was like, it's, I understand they're trying to utilize all these different features of the controller, but it's, you know what, it was a good use of the, the trigger feature was the going fast on the chocobo. Yeah, that was, that was satisfying. satisfying. But uh, did you notice that the chocobo, like, feet movements didn't quite match the speed? Oh, no, I didn't you notice. Didn't, you didn't feel no. that way? Oh. When I first got the chocobo, that was, like, the first thing oh. that I felt was that, like, the chocobo's feet were almost going faster than the oh, chocobo was moving, that. so it didn't feel right. Um, okay, so my biggest pet peeve of this entire game... <laughs> These are all just pet peeves. There's, like, not one nice thing on this. No, not, not really. <laughs> um, this, this is genuinely, like, my biggest pet peeve okay. of this entire game. This entire game. The, the boss fights oh, were yeah. way too epic and took way too long. Like, I genuinely, when you, when I went into a boss fight, like, the first, like, five minutes are like, ooh, this is cool, yeah. like, the boss is awesome, but within the first five to ten minutes, you've already learned the boss's, um... Patterns. Pattern, yeah. and, like, it just gets repetitive, and then once it starts to get repetitive, it gets boring really fast. And the bosses were all, like, super-powered. So, like, they took forever to take down. And that's just, like, the mini-bosses. We're not even talking about the, like, icon Icons. fights. And the icon fights were so epic. And, like, it's it, fine it was unnecessary. First. Yeah, yeah it was just, like, unnecessarily long. And, like... They would go into these cutscenes where, like, you're flying through the cavern and you gotta shoot him in the head. And then, like, oh, now we're on land again. That's great. But now we're gonna do the same patterns we were doing before we fell. Oh, and now we're falling again. We're gonna do the same pattern again. You know, the only saving grace for that, which really just feels like a little band-aid, is that you did save state if you got so far. Which was nice if you died, because then you'd get some items. It almost makes it too easy, though. But it still is like, it wouldn't be necessary if your games weren't so, quote-unquote, like you said, epically long and big. It just, it, it was so... It was, I agree. I can't tell you how many times when doing an icon fight, I would look over at Lori and, like, 
epic stuff is going on on screen and i'll look over and i'm like i'm bored yeah <laughs> i'm just bored i'm done i'm done with this fight i'm done with this icon like let's just move on you were please. saying how the titan fight for you was like your favorite i that was my least favorite right no so don't get me wrong the titan fight was cool i see what you're saying but it was it, still far too it long. was it was rep- so repetitive yeah like okay you you're running on the t- the t- like tentacle yeah rock whatever's. things you run on those for a minute and then you land and then you fight titan for a minute and then like oh we're gonna do the tentacle running so you do the tentacle run again and then you land and you gotta fight titan again and it was the same again. attack pattern over and yep. over again and like, okay, so now Titans transformed into something. The attack pattern changed a little bit, but like, we're still just doing the same stuff. I just, it, it got so boring and so repetitive that like, I just checked out and well, I wasn't having fun anymore. Then they have it where when you win the battle, um, instead of just showing your XP on the screen as you progress, they stop the whole thing with this ding. And it makes it anticlimactic. I I hate it. I forgot to mention this, but on par with with that, yeah. multiple times during cutscenes or quests in general, you would get to your destination and you would talk to somebody, and they would start a conversation. The screen would go black for like a couple seconds. And then the screen would come back at like a di- slightly different, different angle, angle, and they would just continue like nothing ever happened. I'm like, what was that? What was the point? What what just happened? Why did we just have a loading screen? Like, and that happened several times yeah. where like they change camera angles, and there's a black you're greeted with a black screen for like a second, and it just makes no sense why there's a loading screen. Like, just I know what you're talking about, have yeah. the camera dynamically move or whatever. There's no reason for these big black screens in the middle of your game. Gameplay. <laughs> I that that was infuriating. Not um, as bad as how long the epic fights were, but you know. Did I don't know if you noticed this. There was a section. Um I didn't even know where we were going or where it is specifically, but there is a place where you have to walk on it on foot. I think you have the choke about this point though. You you're running and you go along the cliffs. Well there's uh, a section that you walk underneath, but you have to go get to it from a different uh, section of the map. Um, but there's monsters that fall off the cliff, and you are engaged in battle with them down there. You cannot reach them. You cannot send fireballs at them. I you can't lock that. onto them. I had it like three different times, mm. and they I couldn't. So I'd have to like leave the fight, and they're just. It kind of felt like I was. It, it, they weren't, but it f- gave me the feeling of being slapped on the wrist. Like you just missed out on you. You fled the battle. It's kind of how it felt yeah. like you fled the battle. It's like I'm not fleeing. I can't reach them. There were a few times, and I'm pretty sure this was a glitch, but there were a few times that I would be fighting. Um, uh, a set of monsters in yeah. an area and then all of a sudden the monsters would just like stop fighting and walk away yeah <laughs> they I would just stop too. fighting it's like you away. went too far out of bounds and or then something. you would go back to fight them and they would all be full health again yeah i had that happen with the stupid uh i don't know what they were called in the game the flans and walud oh yeah i yeah. had fought like three or four flans and they would leave and they'd be all full and they are freaking kidding me yep. i would be i'd have to go i had to go back and get more items yeah <laughs> Yep. Yeah, that happened a few times, and it, it was. How did you feel about there not being any MP in the game? Uh, it didn't bother me. No, it didn't bother you. I didn't know how I felt. I mean, it's less items you have to worry about, um, but the bigger. Problem, I mean, I understand why, but it the, still is just kind of different. Bigger, the bigger problem with that concept 
is that there's no other magic outside of yeah. just the few things that you can cast. Like, you, there is no spells for, like, healing. There is no spells yeah. for, like, bigger, bigger spells. I mean, it's fire and fire Ice, or blizzard, yeah. blizzard and blizzard. Like, it's very basic level magic that you can cast. And, like, that's it? <laughs> I kind of wish... Like, yeah, you have your cool icon moves, but, like, outside of that, like, you don't have anything else. I kind of wish they had, even if they capped it, um, an item that would have charged some of your uh, bigger attack moves. Because, like you said, some of these battles lasted for so long, it would have been helpful if I could have used... Especially because, like, so I'll go into a battle... And I'll use my big supercharge moves. I have my two lesser ones that I'll use. And then I'm waiting, so all I can do is my dinky little sword attacks. And it's like, you know, if I had an item when I, you, uh, you know, and kind of, well, and then you'll stagger them. You have nothing. Like, that would have been a perfect yeah, opportunity to bust mean. out an item and at least charge one or two of them. Yeah, that would be nice. Um, But yeah, I... It would have been nice, but you know, again, it goes. If they had had some curing abilities, it would have been nice to have had your, uh, your like the phoenix would have made sense to have a cure, and it would have made sense for your party members to have, you know, it. I I feel like we have regressed. I feel like yeah, I the, we've gone back. It's like how how I have know. we regressed? Um. Also, I the last thing I want to mention. The most satisfying, my favorite battle of this entire game was that behemoth fight. Remember the, fighting the behemoth yeah. at Walud? I loved that battle. Did, it was very. There's it, a king behemoth that oh, you can there? fight as a hunt, and it's it's pretty cool too. I I liked the behemoth fight because it, for me it was the first introduction to like the big magics that you usually like. I think he cast like meat comet. I comet, think as well as. There's a chocobo um, fight too that he does comment. And oh, that's it's cool. Kind of annoying. Oh well, it, the comment is annoying, but like it was satisfying seeing like you know I was waiting for a behemoth. It had been a while. I was like, ah, oh, yeah, that's really cool. And it was just it was satisfying. It wasn't terribly long, and it because he I liked the way he would drag his his shoulder across the screen and he it would was like just satisfying. he would like fall on his shoulder and then yeah. like charge at you. Yeah, it was very satisfying and well done. It's just too bad that literally it's the only one that was like oh man that was a good battle um yeah you you can fight a king behemoth and it's basically just that fight again um it's in walud um you should be able to just go straight to walud and there's like a big oh is it the arena no, it's okay, not. Okay, because I was like, I that that's he uh, is I a think, behemoth, isn't he? I think he, he is a behemoth. Yeah. He's like a real vague behemoth, yeah. but yeah, I think that one's a behemoth too. But no, it's it's not in that area. It's like somewhere else. It's like towards towards the end of the map. Okay. Um, in Walud, like towards the I see towards the north, and like there's a, a big section of like grassy land. Yeah, you can always tell where there's like an epic fight ready to it's, happen. It's, it's not, wide it's open. It's not obvious. Like oh, you actually it's towards the the north end of the map, and you you teleport there, and you can kind of see him off in the distance, oh, like a big okay. gold behemoth. That's cool. He's, and it, it, it's a pretty cool fight. I mean, it's it's like the hardest fight though. I think he's level like forty four or something like that. And I think my character... I, oh, I don't remember you what don't I was. Remember. I don't. I was at level 49, and I don't know what... I think the level cap is 50 I want to say it was 48, game. but I'm not sure. But in... I mean, in any case, every 
every fight was pretty easy. And granted, I did have the auto-dodge stuff on, so, like, yeah. that's partially my fault. But, like, every fight was basically the same, like, formula. Like, do what you need to do to get them staggered, and then just, like, unload. Yeah. And that was my thing. Like, I used, um, I used the Behemoth, or not Behemoth, uh, the Bahamut. Bahamut, oh, yeah, yeah. you can summon these, like, little droid things to, like, yeah. attack, magic attack, and the magic attack would cut stagger. his stagger bar really fast. Yeah, that's nice. So once you do that, then his stagger bar goes all the way down, and then you just pull it. Or then, See, then he gets staggered, and then you just the pull it. The one that I used the most magic. was uh, the diamond dust that dropped the stagger bar. Oh, yeah? Really dramatic. It was satisfying. Because he, I don't know if you've used it, he stabs the ground, and the more you level it up, he does it, like, two or three times. And he stabs it, and it shatters out, and the, you hear the particles, it's like, ah, mwah, beautiful. <laughs> Yeah, I think the way that I was doing it was the long way, now that you say that. It's <laughs> like, that that move would take forever, but while yeah. he's doing... Did you ever use Bahamut? Like, once. Okay, so, like, you... His, like, yeah, specialty we- move was where he would, um... He would, like, transform into his Bahamut wings yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. And then you he, like, uh, absorbs energy for a while to cast Mega Flare. And oh yeah, and I didn't like that. <laughs> you can't get attacked during that time, but you also can't attack during that time. The trick to that is to use the other move that lets you use the little cannons, the little like oh, droid cannons. Okay. So then the droid cannons show up, then you activate your mega flare to start absorbing power, and the little cannons can just sit and take oh, down the stagger bar. Yeah. And then when you're out up to the full level, then you can unleash a mega flare and or just See, mega flare. That I didn't like that, and that's why I didn't use Rama and that why I didn't use Odin because they felt, have moves like that too I felt that way when I first started using um Bahamut like it was like oh I don't I don't know don't I don't like, like I don't like that charge yeah. concept but then I realized that that charge was like Designed the longer to work with the other that thing. no that longer that you would charge it the longer that the mega flare would start attacking and those those attacks were like doing decent oh, okay. damage so like if I can get that all the way up, but do something while I'm waiting, and then it yeah. was like, okay, so I can be getting a stagger bar down at least a quarter of the way during that, you know. Yeah. Plus, it also makes you, like, pull back from the fight and, like, uh, dodge stuff without necessarily dodging yeah. stuff. So, I don't know. It was, well, you know, it was a nice, I like, used way. I Titan to defend myself because yeah, his too. specialty was that. I didn't feel like it defended nearly enough. I was still getting blown apart. I liked that though. It was a satisfying like yeah. block. Oh yeah, instead of instead of dodging the attack, it was just like a straight up block. It and would that was have been nice. more satisfying if you nailed it like just right that it would be perfectly blocked. Yeah, but it wasn't always. They would still manage to like throw me off, and I didn't like that. It was frustrating. It, will, it again. It goes back to like just not being satisfied of was it worth? I mean, it was apparently because I still used them, but I don't know. Well, it, What'd you say your main three I used, was? It was Titan, Garuda, and the Phoenix. Oh, right, and Garuda right. had uh, Sh- uh, Shiva's Diamond Dust. Uh, so I don't know. <laughs> I, I really liked Garuda while I was using it. Like, before I got Bahamut, I think. Or Titan, maybe. I don't know. But before I got the, the fourth one, um, I had to... I wanted to take out Garuda and yeah. I'm like, well, I'll take out Garuda and see how one of these other ones are. And I just really liked Bahamut and I just stuck with it. 
So what'd you <sighs> give it for gameplay, Kaylee? So I gave it an 8 out of 10. I did too, and like, after just like demolishing I it, I feel like I need to justify my... So like, okay, the game is functional, it's not really all that glitchy, there are a few moments, but it's not really all that glitchy. It's really just like, there are pieces that are missing that if they'd in- included would have made my life so much better. It would have made the gameplay experience so much more enjoyable. Like, first off, boss fights and, like, really all major fights cut their HP in half. Like, we don't need to be spending an hour on a boss fight. That's ridiculous. Two, add a freaking minimap. Yes. Three, add just a couple, like, big dungeons would be fun. Like, the tower tower to go... um, Fight, um, what's his name? Ultima? No, Odin. Oh, uh, Barnabas. Barnabas, Barnaby? yeah. When, uh, you, you gotta climb this tower to get to Barnabas, like, have that be, like, a big tower and, like, a big, like, that's a Final yeah. Fantasy, like, thing. Staple. You go into some of these castles, yeah. by the way. And there's, it's not, it's just straightforward, like, go up the stairs, like, okay, and then you're done, you're there. Just... Add, add a few of these little features, and it would have made this game so much better. Agreed. And, like, yeah, they're small. Really, they're small in scale, but, like, they make an impact. And I just... You know what's messed up, by the way? Sorry, you're explaining all of this, and I'm thinking how bare bone this is, how it's just the skeleton. And it still was a 60-hour game. <sighs> yeah. Well, I mean, look at how long the boss well, fights well, took. Oh, yeah, I agree. Just imagine, though, if they had put a dungeon in here. I know, yeah. It makes you wonder if maybe they intended to. And they're just like, uh, well. When, when I first started the game, the way that the bosses were bullet sponges, I genuinely thought that that was what they did, is that they made the bosses have more HP. Not that they were any harder, because, like, they were easy to fight. I had no problem with keeping HP or attacking them. Yeah. They just took forever. Agreed. With with no change of like attack pattern or anything. They were just they just took forever and it was unnecessary wasting time. And I feel like if all that was cut down, it would turn the 60, you know, 65 hour game into like a 35 hour game at a handful of big dungeons that are fun. Yeah. And you've got yourself a 60 hour game again, you know, like it would just, in my opinion, I feel like there's simple fixes. I realize that, you know, game development is anything but simple, but like it's final fantasy. I feel like some of these things are final fantasy, like, you know, staples that they could have implemented to make There's it more so fun. so many things that, yeah, I don't know. That said, it's still a perfectly playable game. Yeah. Um, I would say the first, like, half of the game was way more fun than the second half of the game because you're learning the mechanics. Yeah. You're gaining new abilities really quick. The second well, half of the game is just like... Well, the first... You're, you, you're stuck in your ways. Like, nothing's really that much... The first part, you have a bunch of questions that you slowly are right. unlocking. Where by the second half of the game, you already know for the most part. And, well, and it's easy to infer what has happened. And, it you know, you're like, oh, yeah, this is probably going to happen. And it does. Right, and yeah. There's no surprise. I can't say at any point was I like, oh, wow, that was such a suck. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Wait, that's... You mean that Clive is Ifrit this whole time? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, at one point, I looked at Lauren. I'm like, does Clive really not, not see is it? Is that bad? Like, like, is he that blind? Like, seriously. Oh, man. Yeah. So, yeah, 8 out of 10. Yep. Like, it was fine. 
yeah, it, it could have been a lot. I, I could have given a much lower score, but I felt like seven wasn't quite right. It, it's Yeah, it's kind of how I felt. It was like seven seemed too low, eight seemed too high, and I didn't really want to give it an in-between. Right, yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. So let's talk about music. Okay. Music and voice acting and Sid's theme. <laughs> Is that all you remember? Sid's theme's like, no, yeah. that's not all I remember. That's just the best. It's I liked so Sid's good. theme. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, I really liked the little melodies in the battles uh, music. Like there was little pieces. Like the whole thing wasn't that great. But like, the the basic battle system, like when you're out in the world and you just like do a random encounter sort of thing, it was yeah. very classic Final Fantasy battle battle theme. Like the whole like ba 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 that like yeah. vibe was so well, there. I will and that say- was awesome. The music is the saving grace of making it Final Fantasy-esque. Yeah. The very beginning of this game is so vastly different from the games that we've played up until now. And I know that part of it might be the Game of Thrones influence, but as soon as you hear the music, you're like, oh, right, this is a Final Fantasy game. Yeah. Like, it saves it. You hear the Final Fantasy music. And I, wa- I wanted to mention, too, I don't know if it's intentional. It might be. There was a lot of music that I felt like had taken from old Final Fantasy games. There was there was several from 7. I, I like, felt like the battle music was almost like Final Fantasy 8. Yeah. And there was some some of the like uh creepy Ultima stuff. I kind of get got like Terran vibes from 9. There was just a bunch of little weird the, stuff. I was like, I like wonder if this is like mixes of melodies in yeah. there that are invoking yeah. those old Final Fantasy. And, and I'm sure that was intentional. I'm positive that I was I hope so, because that was that was kind of nice. The, yeah. Um, the only song... Well, there were a few songs that were like this, but the one that stands out in my mind is the Icon Fight song. Oh, yeah. So when you're first engaging into the Icon Fight, the music is really, like, high-charged and, like oh my gosh, this fight is intense, you know? And then all of a sudden, the melody, like, lightens up like you won. Oh. Like, don't get me wrong, you definitely didn't win yet. Yeah. But, like, the, the melody, like, lifts up, like, ah, yeah. like, <laughs> we've did it, we're won, and now we're here. And, like, it seems so out of place, and then, like, it goes back into that dramatic tone again, and it's like, what? Why? And every time they play that stupid song, I'm like, this is out of, this I whole can't say section really, is out of place. It didn't bother me, I suppose. <laughs> I, I, I know what you're talking about, but I I think, I to me, I just interpret it as the high pitch is like, this is an epic thing that is happening. <laughs> to me, it was like... Victorious, yeah. Like, I I've it. done it. I'm, I'm there. I beat it. I mean, and, like you're still fighting, and you're, you might be dying. I mean, you're lucky you got that because when you are victorious, you just have a ding, yeah, and it's quiet. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Like I, <sighs> <laughs> um, you pointed this out to me because you got to it before I did, but there's no chocobo music. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah, it really is. There is a little like chocobo like theme. <laughs> But, like, it. it doesn't... Yeah, there is no Chocobo, like, song. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. Like, I understand that it can be uh, distracting to have a Chocobo song when you're going it's long distances. Yeah. But, like... You know I what just, they could have done, though, is they could have had it st- do what they did, this little snippet, but have it a little bit longer so it is a part of a song that it just fades out into normal music. Yeah, yeah. That would have made so much more sense. Um, Something that they've done in previous games is they've taken the overworld songs 
and remixed it to like chocobo theme so like yeah it's the same song but it's got like a chocobo vibe to it and i feel like that That they could have done that and it would have been really cool i didn't have any qualms about the voice acting um other voice acting was was perfect fantastic (laughs) it's clark was okay yeah, well, Sid's, Sid's voice is very defined. In fact, he voiced... I, I haven't played any of the Diablo games, but he voiced one of the characters in the recent one, and Brandon was playing it. And so, like, all I heard was Sid in the background. <laughs> and by the way, Brandon has not... Brandon started this game, he hasn't finished it, and it has taken everything in my power to not mention that Sid dies. <laughs> so it is weird where I'm like, is that Sid? <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, I... I didn't have any qualms with the voice acting or anything like that. I felt like everyone matched for the most part. Uh, I think Jill's voice actor was a little like I think monotoned. I, I agree, but Jill kind of is monotone. Yeah, she kind of is. And she was like that from the. I mean, that was just her character, yeah. which is kind of too bad because I loved her character design. I loved Mid's accent. Yeah, I liked fantastic. Mid. You like high strung Scottish accent. Just I fantastic. liked Mid. I did not like the long braid. I kind of would have been more satisfied if her hair was cut short. She, I feel like she would have looked just like um, Joshua, though, if they yeah, cut maybe. her hair too short. Like I don't that's, think so. That's what gave her like the like, mid look. If she, if her hair, because you see, her hair is kind of long in the front, and then so if they cut it and kept it straight, it wouldn't have. I think it would have been fine. I, I don't know. I don't. I mean, it doesn't really matter. I just. I didn't like it. I guess a whole lot. I really liked Mid. I wish that we would have had more time with yeah. her and more more stuff with her. Like she was an important character as you far know, as like building the the Enterprise they, and whatnot. But they did a good job matching her character of being Sid's daughter. Their dynamic off the two of them though would have been amazing to have watched. They that's if too Sid bad. would they would have just kept Sid alive. That would have been a great duo of yeah. They would have just fed off each other, and I would have watched this whole game of just Sid. Mm, yeah. <laughs> In fact, I want a Final Fantasy game where Sid is the main character. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah, I gave it a nine out of ten. Yeah, I mean, I it's music. Too. Final Fantasy music. There's some really good ones. There's some good melodies. Did you buy any of the songs for the Ooh, hideaway? They were like. They were really expensive. And I just could not be bothered. I know, me too. I just didn't care enough. I bought a couple from Karen, like, late game, just to see what they were. And they were all, like, blah, like... Yeah, that's what I was worried about. Boring. Well, it's nice you can change the music in the hideaway, because, like, it does get a little, like, Yeah, and it it automatically changes. Like, if you unlock a new hideaway song, like, it'll automatically play that song. And some of them are kind of dreary. Yeah. So I would just default back to Sid's theme. Oh, there you go. (laughs) And I was like, yes. I think I I did. Love Sid. Mine did change to dreary, but it made sense with the red sky. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. sort of red skies, but that was so bad. So yeah, the <laughs> sky is broken, is what one of the NPCs said, and like they described the sky as being um, unnatural. And like every time I look at the sky, it's just like kind of cloudy. It's just, yeah. <laughs> Like, it's like a little hazy out. Like, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, though. It kind of would have been obnoxious if it was red the whole time. But, I mean, it was already dreary as it was. So what would have been more red? What's funny is... This is a very common Final Fantasy thing to yeah. have happen where where the sky turns a eerie color and something's about to go down. I didn't really understand the why behind it. Like, did Bahamut break the sky? Like, what happened that the sky started doing this? And then once the sky started doing that, then the um the ether floods showed up. 
and then the Akashic started wreaking havoc. So, like, obviously something happened at that time. Is it... Is that when Barnabas was, like, trying to take over Walud as, like, the yeah. Akashic started creeping in? I don't I don't know. So I don't really know what, what the significance was of the sky. But, yeah, it was hardly, like, it was just a little cloudy. <laughs> it's just a little cloudy. <laughs> Partly cloudy. Was there any weather in this game? I feel like there was a couple moments where it was, like raining, it was raining, but that's about it. I would have liked a night cycle, a night and day cycle. Me yeah. too. Me too. There was there was a handful of spots that like had um, torches that like lined the area, and there was no night sequence. So like, what well, was the point? You know what would have really looked cool is some of the um, what are they called? The fallen like monsters that you fight they have glowing blades oh, yeah. that would look really cool and like if they had like lines of, the, of like their fine details with, like the lines in between lit up or something that would look really really yeah. cool yeah well some of the monsters in the quote-unquote dungeons like they do kind of light up so like to see some of that so, yeah it's, mm-hmm. Ah. Mm-hmm. and like there's particles throughout the whole game they would have looked amazing in the i know <gasps> Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Freaking yeah. Final Fantasy. I feel like Square so Enix bad. has kind of been that way. It's just, it's just it gotten worse. Well, and I think that's why people our age refer to like seven, eight, nine, all some of those games, ten, the golden era because. Well, I I've heard it explained this way, and this is coming from the Night Sky Prince that I I follow on YouTube. Um, he he made a video the other day about how. The golden era of the Final Fantasy games was that way because they didn't change the battle system, they just improved upon it. And so when you do something like that, where you you take something, you move it, you enhance it, and then you move it and enhance it, and you keep doing that, you come out with something that's really solid. And so, but also you can focus on other parts of the game without having to rewrite something from scratch. So like the battle system, for example, the active time battle system that they rolled out from like Final Fantasy V just kept getting better and kept getting better without having to be completely rewritten from the ground up. So like they can focus more on, you know, details and doing things right and now they're rewriting the battle system every single time. Yeah. So like it's it's completely different, which is okay, but like nothing's ever perfected and nothing ever yep. feels solid and finished. So it feels like I'm wasting more and they get more expensive every right. year. And and so you're you're yeah. drowning money into things that could be perfected instead of things that you know are, are rewritten every yep. single time brand new. Don't get me wrong. We need those refreshes, right? We, we need that to be able to stay relevant with, but take something like the final fantasy seven battle system. That was fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Roll that out and perfect that and keep that. I mean, 15, 16s is okay. I'm not thrilled with it, but like it wasn't, you could terrible. still take that well, again, and perfect yeah, it. Make exactly. it better. Agreed. And, you know, add those different caveats that make the game, you know, like yeah. seven, they added the materia, eight, they added the GFs, you know, you can implant those different mechanics without changing the base of the battle system. So, 
Yeah. That's not my idea, by the way. Again, that's <laughs> coming from the Night sure, Sky okay. Prince. Who knows where he's coming from? But I, I, it resonated with me. Yeah. I really feel like that Square. That's that's what made those, you know, PS PS One style games so solid was because they took something that they knew worked, and they just built on it, and it yeah. was so good. Agreed. I uh, I like that. Um. So overall, I give it a seven out of ten. I give it an eight out of ten. Like I just. I it was fine, but like you know what, I think if I were to score this before the ending, I would have been a very confident eight, maybe a nine out of ten. Hmm. If it ended nicely, I'd been like you know what, it was worth it. Because again, I've written down here expectations were low going into this. Our expect the bar was set very low. I did not expect to like this game. In fact, I didn't want to play it for the longest <laughs> time, and it was fine. It went, I was not very happy, but I didn't want to exclude just because it ended badly. Like, it's, I, I still enjoyed parts of it, like, really enjoyed parts of it. It just, it was bare boned. I, I felt like it was a fantastic game until Sid died. Yeah. And it really hadn't, it, it's not that I'm broken hearted that Sid died, but he, they, it just it, would it have been removed, so much better. Yeah. It removed an important piece Part. of the vibe of the game when he died. Like, it didn't have to be Sid, it could have been anybody. But, like, because Sid had that whimsy, it, he had that, like, mentality I mean, that they just cut the, from the game i just the entire the game vision, into something else entirely the entire vision was sid's yeah it just no i understand i understand getting rid of him and making clive the pedestal right. of this game i understand that but i so still soon. like sid brought that personality that the game needed after sid died the game just got dark and boring you know um, one of the biggest betrayals was Annabella's. Yeah, they're they're right. better, and I kind of liked that. I I wish like, that that was more important. Yeah, yeah, it, it felt totally very wasn't. short because she totally she's the one who betrayed them, and she hopped over to. I just wouldn't it have so been a lot cooler if like Barnabas wasn't the like last. If, yeah, like, I instead, thought it was gonna be her. Yeah. Instead, like Annabella was like the prime. Like yeah. Ultima was working through her, and like you go to fight her, and she like transforms into some grotesque monster, and then you have to fight her, yeah. and then like you go on well, you know, to fight Ultima. I, I've noticed this, and I'm sure a lot of other people have too. There is not very many female, strong female lead characters of any sort, even evil. Like, mm -hmm. we had, like, Ultimatia was one of them, and, you know, there was the a dark few... dark cloud was female Yeah, I suppose. It's just, like, it would have been... Even, like, with Jill, it was she wasn't enough. She was very back behind the scenes. It was all guys leading this, and I wanted to see more. Like, Martha was okay, but she just was so not a key. She wasn't, no. It's just too I mean, bad. The, the only games you really have that are like that is like Final Fantasy X and X-2, where Yuna is like a primary key player, or like Final Fantasy XIII, where Lightning yeah. is a very prominent, you know, main character. I See, I think... But lately, like, from Final Fantasy, you know, f like, 15 was all men. Yeah. I mean, this one is primary. I'm glad they had Jill. I mean, it was something, I know, yeah. but... 
I she just absolutely fell behind the scenes and they made her so not important. But you know what? But up until Sid dies, she is very important. She's yeah. there with you. She you know, they're doing it together and she's one you know, you rescue her and it was such a she was so important for the first part of the game and then she was just like yeah, it's just line. too bad. Yeah. All because I assume they wanted to focus on the brothers, but still, it's like all three of them were at the beginning. Why couldn't it have been them three? Why couldn't Why couldn't um, Joshua come in and kind of fill that space that Sid left? Like make Joshua, you know, yeah, he's a little bit more serious, but give him a little more personality, well, a little more pep. You think about and this, and he, he would have filled the shoes of Sid perfectly well. Well, and you think about this too, like Final Fantasy's biggest key things were the crystals and the Warriors of Light and all that. Like they could have fit that Warriors of Light uh, scenario that is so common in mm. the game. And you need strong female lead characters. It doesn't have to be all female. It doesn't have to be all male. Like I just want an equal, like uh, Clive and uh, Jill's, romantic and like i i liked the not matures and sexual mature i liked how it was a mature relationship <laughs> mm-hmm. like it wasn't like super cheesy it was a little forced in a weird kind of way but not it, you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. um but like it worked until they sidelined her it was like well she's done like you yeah. don't need to deal with it. it's all clive and joshua now like i just didn't like that I don't know. Sorry, tangent. No, no, I fully agree with (laughs) you. It's just too bad. And, you know, I know that there's women out there that play Final Fantasy games. Oh, yeah, no, there's a bunch of them. So, like... Have it... Yeah, have it it be represented. Well, again, I feel like this game is a game of the past. Old Mm -hmm. mechanics, old... I mean, no freaking mini-map? Come on. I know, I know. I just... I don't understand. I actually was thinking about how fun this game could be if somebody made, like, a 16-bit version of it, like a Super Nintendo port of it. Like, demake it. I mean, you've already got the little sprites. Yeah, I I like the thing. Yeah, that was a good Torgle's little sprite. Yeah, I know. Anyway, make the whole game like that. It would have been fantastic. Like, have all the, you know, all the map locations that you can go to, like, the teleport spots, have all those, like available on like a, a map, big map and then yeah. like then mid, it would be open world <laughs> maybe maybe mid makes no not not have it joking. all just like each one is yeah. a, a dungeon yeah. so to speak and then have mid make an airship and then you can go wherever you want and like you know I, it could have been cool as another like a little 8-bit game I, I would like to see somebody do that please i think story <laughs> is so important for final fantasy games mm-hmm. and it like you said, it gets put aside. It's not fully refined because they're too busy doing other crap that is and not even that well. What's What's funny is, um, I went into this game with low expectations, like we talked about, uh, but I also knew that it was going to be kind of political. Yeah, and I was expecting the political stuff to get confusing and frustrating, um, and it kind of was in the At very first, beginning. Yeah. But once you started to understand how all of the different regions were interacting with each other and how they were yeah. all kind of competing for land and the land, the blight is coming in and, and seeping their resources and seeping their land available, you see how they're fighting and struggling for, for power yeah. and for space. <clears throat> and I found that the political dynamics was more bearable and easily digested in this game versus something like 12 where 12 was kind of 
chaotic and hard to follow and you know it was it was vastly different yeah. so i i appreciated that that they were able to pull this political side of things and make it easy to understand and i think that that character Viv- vivian oh vivian or- yeah nine tails <laughs> oh yeah nine tails yeah um, I was. I liked her character design. I was glad that she was able to go in and you do know, the and, map thing and show yeah. exactly what the plan was and what people yeah. were doing outside of just Clive and his story. So I I appreciated that and you know, agreed. Not that I gave it any extra points anywhere, <laughs> but but I really did appreciate that. You know, as a side, yeah, as a storytelling. If it's going to be heavily political, of being able to keep you follow. Agreed. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, there were times, especially in the beginning, like if I were to replay it, I think I would understand it better, yeah, but there were times sure. that it definitely was like, I don't know who these I people are. I didn't even know who the bad on. guy was for like the first half plus of the game. <laughs> right. Well, that's I mean, not I know, true. But... I knew that Hugo was going to be a bad guy. <laughs> yeah, right. Kupka? I mean, you can't you can't have a guy with a square face like that and muscles <laughs> the size of a. What you think truck. when they cut off his hands? Oh my gosh! I was like, my jaw was on the floor. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe that they cut his hands. That was off. the most satisfying part. I think that was a satisfying battle, icon yeah, battle, was. where you didn't have to actually fight the gigantic. Like, yeah, yeah that was. <laughs> yeah, and like you cut <laughs> one. It's so sad because he's such a jerk. He's such a jerk. And then you cut off his hands and like you don't kill him right away. So he has to survive without his hands. And you can see his frustration. Like after after he gets rescued by Barnabas or whatever, um, you see like cut scenes of him like trying Trying to to pick up cups. And like, yeah, (laughs) he's just furious. And I'm like, yes, you are furious. (laughs) You should be mad. It was was so satisfying. What did you think when uh, Sid sent him... um her, Bernad- Bernad- Benedicta. Benedicta. Bernadetta. I Bernadetta. keep wanting to say Bernadetta. Eggs, eggs Benedicta. <laughs> there you go. I love that. <laughs> oh um, my gosh. I honestly didn't understand why he did that. I thought it was it weird too, especially because it was implied that he kind of had a thing for her. Yeah. It was so weird. Yeah. Uh, it was. It was very strange. I, and in fact. At one point, Sid took blame, or not Sid, Clive took blame for the, doing that, and I still don't really know what, who did it, why? I just, I don't, well, one, okay, so I'm pretty sure Clive didn't do it, because right. how would Clive have known about their, like, relationship? No, I'm pretty sure So I'm pretty Sid sure Sid would have done it, but why? What reason? What what did Sid have to gain by sending that? Well, the only thing I can think is it was to hurt Kupka because he obviously had a thing for her. But yeah, but still, I, I don't, thought it was a little weird too. I but don't see like outside of it. it seemed so like I, aggressive I that like obviously <laughs> like for Kupka to then like attack and take down the the hideaway makes sense. I think that's the only reason really why they did. That's what I was going to say. I think why the developers did that was I just was to the, give him a reason. To give him a, I mean, it was a legitimate reason to want to go and do that, but it was, I it agree. It was out of character for Sid. Yeah. They should have found a different, yeah. I think that they, I feel like that they could have easily like had like Barnabas. You know who could have done it? Annabella. <laughs> right. Yeah. Annabella show up and be like, oh, what's happened here? And then send it. Yeah. Because she had opinions on yeah. both of them. Yeah, so no, yeah, sure. I I don't know. 
I, I don't know, but I really should sit on board for when they're talking about these stories, dang it. <laughs> like, I have opinions and ideas. Yeah, no, let's not do that. <laughs> let's not do that. That's stupid. <laughs> cut off the, yes, cut, cut off, off more, hands. More hands need to be cut off, for sure. <laughs> well, you know, they kind of rob you of Annabella's death because it's technically a suicide. Yeah. You don't get the satisfaction of killing her yourself. Which again made that whole thing like anticlimactic. Yeah. Like, what was the point? What was the point of the kid? Like, what? What was the role was the in all of that? Was the kid ever like? Uh, was it always Ultima? Was he always Ultima? I don't know. So I weird. have no idea. I do. I will say though, it was kind of satisfying watching him be like, "Oh, mommy," and like, yeah, and then he like gets up and is so not a little kid anymore. Yeah. It was like, oh my gosh, this is creepy. Yeah. I loved that part. That was really cool. I don't know. I mean, really, Dion gets... Yeah, he gets the... Sh- he Yeah, he gets shafted in this whole game. Like, he... He, uh... He's so, like, this prominent figure in the army. And then, like, his dad just, like, poops on him throughout the whole game. <laughs> and then, like... He starts to smell the poop, and he's like, "You know what? Maybe we shouldn't. Poop. Maybe maybe we shouldn't be doing these terrible kid. things." So then, like, he realizes that the kid is the one—not not the kid, but like Annabella—is the one who's yeah. really pushing this like dark force. And then, like, he goes to kill the kid because the kid is the one, you know, right. causing all this. And then his dad jumps out in front of the blade. So like, Dion then has killed his father. And then he goes all berserk and like starts fights. killing his people. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't that. get that either. He goes berserk and starts killing the town and flies up into the sky and fights Phoenix and and Ifrit. The sky breaks. <laughs> Dion somehow survives. He gets he gets brought back to life by this little kid who just keeps popping up in the story for no reason. <laughs> Did you notice that? I, I think so. Yeah. The so little like, girl. Yeah. yeah. The little girl who's like selling potions and Jill's like, not right now. And then yeah. like, she shows up again, like, like on a, a, in a caravan, like going across country or something. And she shows up again, like healing Dion's wounds. <laughs> like, who is this kid? You know, get her on the main, on the main right, cast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the strong female lead, oh, a yeah, little, girl. little girl. It wouldn't be the first time a little girl was like, the main character. I know. And meanwhile, by the way, Dion goes through all this crap and then dies. This like I know, death. and like he's he dies like a nobody. Like he, well, it was really cool watching the three of them have that like triangle attack all together. That was yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, it was. I mean, I knew that that was gonna happen. Well, we all Dion knew. after Dion was rescued by the little girl he kind of like was done yeah and the only reason why he wasn't done was because he made some deal with joshua to like help with the whole situation and because ultima was the one behind all this like yeah obviously we're gonna go fight ultima together but like i'm done though (laughs) like he he wasn't he was never intending to come back from that fight i I know (laughs) he even told uh hippocrates because you have to do a quest to go get this purple wyvern Flower, almost said feather. And uh, he's like, you can hold it. Give it to me when I come back. Because I ain't coming back. Right. <laughs> I was like, jeez. <laughs> oh, yeah, I knew as soon as he did that, he's like, give it to me when I come back. I'm like, he ain't coming back, is he? <laughs> nope. Yeah, no, I knew. I knew. <sighs> How oh, long man. are we? Well, 
It's another two, long two and a half hours. I mean, we didn't even do the story. I know. It would have been like four hours. Oh my gosh. It would have been a four freaking hours. <laughs> All right, guys. So, um, I tallying up my score, I give it a 40 out of 50. I also 40 out of 50. So that gives it a nine out of 10 for us somehow. Wouldn't, you know what's funny? Wouldn't it be an eight out of? No. Four, oh. 40. Oh yeah. 80. Yeah, you're right. Okay. I'm, I, wow! I'm an I idiot. I never do math right, Danny. <laughs> wow. So yeah, <laughs> that's that's an 8 out of 10 for us, which is funny because um, IGN and stuff on Wikipedia had given it like a 9 out of 10. I'm like, I'm not going to give it that I, high of a score. When I was, I was looking something up and I was reading the comments on this YouTube video and like a lot of people genuinely liked this game. But yet, the people in my group, it's so... I kind of feel like it's along the same lines. It's just like... I don't know. Like, That's weird. I... I didn't hate it as much as I was expecting to hate it. I was fully <clears throat> expecting to come in and it was going to be nothing but epic fights and like seriousness. It was very much that. Yeah. <laughs> but I think Sid saved the day, and then they cut him out early, and it, it could have been such a better game if they'd have left Sid in it. And, like, it, it, again, I'm not, like, heartbroken about Sid's death. It, it, it's yeah, more it. just that that character model is missing out of the whole story. Yeah. And, like, you're missing that, like, vibe. I keep repeating myself on it. No, I, just, I mean, it is... I have strong feelings about yeah. Sid dying that it ruined the game. It's just too bad. Um, I mean, yeah, like, the expectation was always low, so I guess it makes it easy. Here's the thing. I am very easily amused. I enjoy most things. Very seldom do I ever... Like, I more than likely enjoy something that the majority hate. Like, I'm just yeah. easy to please. It's just how it is. And I was kind of sad. I was the ending. I was really disheartened with the ending. I was done. I, that happened. I sat through the credits, not realizing you can fast forward the credits, <laughs> sat through the credits, waited. And what all that was, they gave me at the end was those little kids. It was just like, this isn't enough for me. And it, it just kind of made me, I didn't, it made me bitter and I didn't want to go back in and play. It was like, I had had, that, that was enough. I had had enough. Yeah. I was done. Yeah. It was not enough closure for me. And I realize again, I keep saying this. I know it can't always, you know, they, they like to strive sometimes for sad endings, for bittersweet endings. This was just bitter to me yeah. and I didn't like it. Yep. No, <laughs> so, yeah. I, I fully agree. It, it could have been done better. And in so many ways, Agreed. so many ways it could have been done better. Um, not to say that again, not to say that it's a bad game. I mean, it's way less. I mean, overall eight out of 10 and seven out of 10. I mean, yeah, it still is. A, I mean, if you're a final fantasy fan, play the game. Like, it's, you know, it's way less buggy than some of the other games. I mean, look at like Pokemon. I mean, it's way less buggy than a lot of the games that we've played. Um, it's just, we have, did your game ever crash? Uh, no. Oh. Did yours? I think so, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, like twice. Oh, really? I also wow. was having a bunch of issues with my TV, but I thought for a minute it was the game, too, but it was my TV. Huh. Uh, no, I was having audio issues really bad, and then I realized that that was my TV. <laughs> so I, I I'm getting ready that. to just, just axe the game. Yeah, like. I, was, I was pissed, too, because like, the audio was like... <laughs> weirdly low sometimes and then like uh, weirdly loud sometimes and then i realized that it was just my tv doing like a ready volume, to call like, up square change. enix excuse me i have a complaint <laughs> need to talk to your manager yeah, right. and their manager let's go all the way up the chain <clears throat> better learn japanese 
Oh, oh man. man, you guys. Well, I think we're going to end it there for this podcast episode. Um, our next episode will still be on September 1st. Uh, me and Lori are playing Lake or The Lake. I don't know now if it's The Lake or Lake. Uh, but it's it's a we're delivering mail. So nice. that's kind of fun. We're playing a post we're a postwoman. She's delivering oh, mail. Oh, it's a postwoman. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. We're delivering mail in a small lake town. So uh it's it's been fun. We're we're kind of in the middle of it now, so we'll we'll have that game done by the end of uh by the end of August, <laughs> just a couple December. weeks. December. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> Oh, guys, I, again, I'm so sorry for missing the last Zap Chats or two, so, like... <sighs> Look, it was a 60-hour game we squeezed into a month and a half. More than a 60-hour game. Oh, yeah. My, my final hour was, like, 72, but I spent, like, a way too much time last night working on the story yeah. that we didn't do. Brandon had... So I, I probably think... had, like, 60... We, Somewhere between 65 and 68 hours. We didn't mention this, but they don't have a time in this game. I know, it yeah. stupid. Yep. Yeah, mine said 68 hours. I know Brandon got at least to where you're walking through the uh, forest with Sid, so I'm thinking like an hour, an hour and a half. Yeah, we're probably about the same. Like somewhere yeah. between like 65, 66 yeah, hours. 65 hours there. sounds good. So yeah. yeah, 65 hours. But I mean, that's that's a long I game. Know. Well, like in my mind, it's usually like 35 hours on average. Yeah. So like... You're almost double that, yeah, so yeah. I'm, I am really surprised well, how long this if, game was. Well, Though fair, if you were we, to cut out all the freaking hour-long yeah, well, icon fights. There's a lot of side quests, yeah. too, that take a lot. I mean, again, I, I, we, a lot of sleep. I woke up, I'm like, where am I? I'm like <laughs> sleeping on the couch. Yeah, yeah, at one point I think Lori was like, hey, are you asleep over there? I'm like, no. And she's like, well, why are you running into a wall? Yeah. I'm like, oh. I have, I, Flashbacks yes, of Final yes, Fantasy X when we were little. <laughs> I, I would I would also fall asleep and I'd look up I'm like you're walking into a wall wake up <laughs> good times alright guys we are gonna end it there sorry it's so long but I hope you enjoyed it um, yeah that's Final Fantasy 16 so we will see you guys on the next one bye